Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Polarizer Podcast. I got a very special episode for you today. My guest today is Margarita de Casada, and she is a Cuban native who grew up in Cuba and fled when Fidel Castro took over. And it's quite a story. Um, she she talks about um, how uh, how her family was uh, persecuted, and even some family members were uh, were murdered by uh, by. Fidel Castro's henchman, and we talk about what life was like before that all happened in Cuba. And we talk about her escape and how she moved to the United States and how she built a life there, and quite quite a full, impressive life, I should say. So it's a very cool, very very cool episode, one that I've wanted to do for a very long time, and I'm. And I finally got to do it, so I'm very, uh, yeah, very grateful for that. Very special, and I think it's important that this story is recorded and told as much as possible. Especially, yeah, uh, since some people seem to be getting the idea in their head that communism wasn't all that bad. So, if uh, if you think that this is a good podcast to listen to, maybe you uh, you can educate yourself a little bit. But first, I'm gonna thank our sponsors that make this show possible first is amazon if you uh, if you do your shopping on amazon like most people these days a lot of people especially with the whole covid thing you know people order things online if you shop on amazon you can um, go to the polarizer.com and click on the amazon link and if you land on amazon through that link through our website it will uh, send us a uh, little kickback every time you order something. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but uh, and and it comes out of Amazon's end. So you can uh, do your regular shopping and you help this podcast out a little bit. So that's good. Second sponsor is Alert. That's A L L E R T, and it's a it's an app for people with food allergies who are in countries where they don't speak the language. Even though there's probably not a whole lot of traveling going on right now. I mean, this uh, whole COVID corona thing is going to be over someday. And uh, if you have a food allergy, you probably can wait to travel around, get out the house, maybe visit a different country. What this app does, it's an iPhone app. It, uh, it generates an allergy card dynamically. So you pick one of the 14 most common different allergies you you select whoop I don't know why I messed that one up. You select one of the fourteen allergies in the app, which cover ninety five percent of all allergies that are out there. It's the ninety five percent most common allergies are in there, and then you select one of the forty four different languages in there. So if you're allergic to peanuts and dairy and gluten, you select those three things, and you then select the language you wanted to allergy card to appear in and you press the button and it generates this allergy card for you it's really handy if you travel around and um, yeah you're dealing with a full allergy it's a great tool i use it personally all across asia i'm allergic to dairy and peanuts which can be quite a challenge in that corner of the world and uh, this app helped me out greatly so check out alert on the ios app store a-l-l-e-r-t 
or visit alertapp.com for more information. This show is also brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast consumer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Whether you are climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses or closing sales, chasing personal records in the weight room or running a marathon, Onnit is the brand you want to have in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but the very best to market. Whether it be energy bars, protein shakes, creatine or their flagship product Alpha Brain, Onnit's diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. You can save up to 10% of your total order by visiting onnit.com and using the coupon code POLARIZER. That's onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, and using the promo code POLARIZER, P-O-L-A-R-I-Z-E-R, or click the link on our website on the polarizer.com. And, you know, with this whole quarantine thing, you can take it two ways, man. You can uh, either come a fat ass out of it or a fit ass. So order some um, some good exercise gear. You don't need a lot of space to uh, to lift some weights, to uh, swing some kettlebells around. So get that stuff from on it and, um, yeah, make the best of your time, you know. You don't have to drive to work anymore now because you're probably working from home. And... Um, Use that extra time to uh, to get yourself in shape. Now's the time to do this kind of stuff. Onnit.com, promo code Polarizer. And if you go to thepolarizer.com, you can find all the show notes and more background information and photos behind every episode. And you can also sign up to the newsletter there. And if you do that, you will never miss an episode because I will send you an email every time a new episode drops. So, thepolarizer.com. And... All that stuff, man. All right, that's it. Enjoy this episode with Marida de Casada. Well, uh... Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this a, a long time because I've heard your story before and I think it's, a, it's an important story to, uh, to record and share with the world, um, but also for, for our family. And, uh, you know, so I'll, um, I'll just start at the beginning. You, uh, you were born on Cuba in, mm -hmm. in what year? First of all, thank you very much to you for doing this, okay? I appreciate it deeply. Thank you. Yes, I was born in Cuba, yes, in 1926. So this year I'm going to be 94. 94 <clears throat> years young. Young. <laughs> I wouldn't say not 94 years young, but yes, 94. And I love my life, even when... I have been through difficult times, my, my family and I, not myself, only. but I love my life. Uh, I love life, I love 
people. I love uh, my kids, <laughs> my grandchildren, like you. You are my adopted grandchild, grandchild. and um, I um, I just love love Cuba, but it's uh, like a dream. It's like a dream. I lost I lost my country. We lost our country to communism, and um, I love America very much. I'm a proud American citizen. Okay, so you you were uh, born in 1926 26. in in, uh, in Cuba, and you uh -huh. what what kind of uh, what what was it like there? I have no idea of that. First of all, not not nineteen twenty seven. That's for me. That's kind of I've only read about or seen movies about that last time. Last century. Yeah. I was born last century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you uh, you grew up on a farm, or uh, no, no. I grew uh, up in the city of Camagüey. Camagüey was Camagüey. It was a. Uh, uh, one of the most important cities in Cuba. Uh, there were a lot of um, uh, outstanding people there, uh, and there were there were a lot of businesses, a lot of um, cattle business too. Very rich province in that. Um, very very families the who descended from. Patriotic um, men and women hmm. who had been fighting for the freedom of Cuba when Cuba belonged to Spain for four hundred years. <clears throat> hmm. Okay, and um, good schools, good doctors, good, very outstanding people, very educated people. So it was like a like a like a successful big city, basically. Yes, yeah. Okay. The second uh, largest city in Cuba after Havana. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you um, you uh, uh, grew up there as a in the city with your parents. Uh, uh, yes, I was the only child for a long time. Okay. And uh, my parents um, focused. Uh, a lot for my on my education. My mother and father supported me and made me uh, uh, study music and uh, going to school and uh, having good grades, etc., etc. All the that uh, intelligent and good parents want for the children. Right. <laughs> and they were. My my father was a professional. My mother was not a professional, but in those days, uh, <coughs> mothers were at home taking care, mostly taking care of the children, but she had an education too, of course. Okay, well, what did your father do? My father was an engineer. Um, uh, on his uh, degree was um, on an engineer on agrono agronomy. agronomy? Ag agronomy? Agronomy. It, it has to do with farms. Oh, like agriculture? Agriculture. Or? Okay. Agriculture. Yeah. Agriculture. He was an engineer and uh, in, in that, and um, he was um, very 
very good in that. And he was, uh, in some occasion, he was the representative of the whole province of Camagüey in four years, while uh, every four years the government changed. Either they were elected again, just like here, mm-hmm. or there was somebody else elected. And when this president uh, was elected, and I couldn't tell you right now, I don't remember which one was the president, but uh, he was elected, and he wasn't running for it, but they chose him because of his, he was known as good in what he did. Okay. And uh, so he was elected to be the inspe- the provincial, the um, um, secretary of uh, the agriculture in Camagüey. Okay. Okay, and you, uh, you you grew up there with your parents, and you went to uh, to uh, uh, elementary school, and then oh yes, and I went school. to the government wonderful schools, wonderful schools, and also. I went to private schools. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, so you, you went to uh, elementary school and then high mm. school and. Oh yeah, oh yes, and high school. Yeah. What was life? Uh, what, what was it like? Because when I went to high school, it was it was in uh, wonderful two thousand two thousand one. I'm sure it's, it was different <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was wonderful. We had excellent teachers in the elementary. And in the high school, uh, the high school name was Institute of Second, the second, uh, let's see, how would I translate this? Uh, it, it was not high, uh, translation of high school, it was an institute of second. Um, like the second part of the... Part of the, uh, yeah, or your, your basic... Education. Education. And it was five years. Okay. Okay. It was five years. And you could choose the last year or not. Because the last year was based based in um, whatever you chose to do. If you wanted to go to a career at the university, you, you could choose the fifth year, something like a preliminary base uh, knowledge or base studies in what you were going to do at the university. Yes, okay. Okay, and on which uh, direction did you uh, go? No, I, 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 I thought about the... Uh, to, I love to be a diplomatic, <laughs> but I thought, no, it's too long. I just want something, something fast that I can go ahead and start working because I was... I was looking forward to being independent and work, and, and Armando, my husband, my then my fiancé. When did you meet Armando? Armando and I met when we were 11 and 13 years old. Oh, wow. In a, my home. The family visited for Christmas, and it was a, a family we knew, my parents knew. And uh, they have seven children. Wow. And Armando was the fourth. And uh, that night we uh, we met. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and we kept friends forever. And we used to go to dances together. He would invite me or 
I would invite him. I have a lot of friends, lots of friends. No, um, just friends, you know. Yeah. And uh, but um, <coughs> we uh, the last time that we uh, engaged in go, going to celebrate uh, the carnivals. Oh yeah. Uh, we went to a lot of dances together because he invited me. He said, do, do you have compromise with this? No, I don't. Okay, would you, would you like to go with me? Yeah, sure. And we started going to those dances for the, the San Juan, means St. John. And it was the name of the carnivals. We celebrated the St. John um, uh, in June the 24th, but all June from the 15th was carnivals. Okay. Uh, a lot of fun. It's a like a whole week. Huh? A whole week. A whole two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> and at the end of the, the San Juan, we found out we were in love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know. And then it was, my daddy said that, he, he, my dad, my mom, they, they told us, don't talk about wedding until you finish school. Just no wedding oh, until you, you finish school. You want to get married before while well, you were still in school? No, kind of, no. I, I really I understood. That, yeah, and yeah. I thought it was a good idea. He was going to school too. But you knew right away that that this was the one. The, my, this uh, was the, yeah. my soul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. We knew, we knew each other. We talk. We we knew each other so well. You know. And, uh, that, and we got along so well, always, because I think it's because we had a friendship before. Yes. And I remember some people I know that sometimes have done that too, having a friendship before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then you, you finished school and, and then... Oh, uh, yes, I finished school. Then... I graduated from the two... Uh, two years um, uh, community uh, Cuban American College. We had a Cuban American College that they taught us in English and Spanish. And I I chose I chose to be an ethnographer in English and Spanish. Okay. Because I knew that knowing English and I had been studying English since I was ten years old, privately. No, there was a private school that they taught English since you were there. And I, I attended that school for a while. But um, I love to read in English and I love to have a, American friends. And there were some American friends. In Cuba they were because uh, Cuba had a lot to do with the United States and the United States with Cuba. Yeah, it was, so it was a good relationship back then. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I... Um, I love to attend that school that they were teaching me English, all the subjects in English and Spanish. And my my teacher there was an American, beautiful, wonderful lady, whose uh, husband was in the campaign in Italy. It was during the Second World War. Oh wow! Already, and uh, she encouraged me to come to the United States to go to school here. She encouraged me. And she had a little little boy. And 
she was teaching English because his dad and mom, they, they were running that Amer uh, Cuban American school. For 50 years they were, they had not been there for 50 years, but the school had been there. When, when they, when they, the, the communists took over, of course the Americans had to go. Yes. And they put their own people there and, you know, brainwashing the children and all that stuff. Well, how, um, how old were you when that started happening? Like when, 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 uh, like how, how did that go? Like, like well, we, um, when I was attending that school, of course we had not gotten married. And then the war finished in 1945. And I came to school in 1945. Okay. And Armando came in 1945, but before, uh, before the war was ended. He went to Georgia, Middle Georgia College. Okay. In Cochrane, Georgia. And I went to uh, a Baptist uh, a school for, for girls in Kentucky. And, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and we there were supposed to be 300. Uh, it, it was for 300 girls, but after the war, right after the war, we were only 100. Okay. And there were a lot of widows already with kids, young widows. It was it broke your heart, but in, they were attending school. In the U.S. No, they were Americans. Yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. The American girls living in that area, yeah. they were attending a school, a college, uh, but they were widows already. Yeah. Some of them, three or four that I met, were wonderful people, wonderful people. And the, um, the, the um, director of the school, Dr. James and his wife, they were wonderful people, wonderful people. And they uh, welcomed four girls from Cuba. We all were friends because we, we talk about the school with the other and actually we came together. Mm. We came together with uh, one of the parents being the chaperone, the father of one of them. And there was one from Puerto Rico and four from Cuba. And they love it. I mean, the director, they say, I wish I had more girls from Cuba, <laughs> from Latin girls, he said, and from Cuba, because he knew the other was not from Cuba. And uh, we had a wonderful time, wonderful time. And we had invitations every week uh, from the parents of the other students there. You were very welcomed there. Oh, we yeah. were, we were, we were. And Armando and I uh, continue our relationship here in Georgia and I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, visit each other in, in yes, the US? Yes, for Christmas he went to visit. Oh. And uh, <coughs> the James said that it was fine, that they were going to be there. They, 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 that was their home, the, school, the, the building, that they had their home here. And we stay in the, in the don't, don't None of them came, uh, went to Cuba to spend Christmas. They all stayed there, my, my friends. We all stayed there. So, so how long did you go to school in the U.S. for? Uh, one, one school year. One year, okay. One school year. 
but I went again, again over the uh, English and Spanish to be an stenographer. Hmm. And of course, I studied business too, you know, business and um, a lot of stuff included in that. No, not only that. So when uh, when I returned to Cuba, um, I got a job right away. Right oh, away. Because you had the international education. Yes. Yeah. Cuba, when you knew English, when you study English, not, not when you knew English, I mean, learning, you had to have a degree or something <laughs> that you could do. Uh, you, because Cuba had a lot of business with and I got a very good uh, job in Havana um, at the airlines, ah. Cubana Airlines, who, who, and they were the agents of uh, Pan American Airways. Okay, how old were you then? Yeah. How, how old were you then when? Uh, I was uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. And we got married at 21. I, I was 21, he was 23. And Armando got a job in Havana. Did he moved to Havana. Of course, ma, we moved to Havana. And uh, <coughs> Armando moved to Havana. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And he got a very good job with an American company, uh, the Eagle Corporation, and they sold... Uh, um, electric items, and he would have. He there was a representative in Havana for that company, oh. and uh, he hired Armando because of his English. Okay, and Armando was the one who took care of the mail, and and he went out and sold, and, and he got a good percent. Out of it. And we had two good jobs there. We loved it, oh. and then we had a good time. We got married in Havana. So life was good, and mm -hmm. we got married about it. What kind of city was Havana? Like, is it is it? Uh, could you compare it to any city you know? Or Havana? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, we had um, beautiful buildings. We had the capital. It was exactly the capital in Washington. Okay. Exactly. The Constitution was close to the American Constitution. See how close we were. Ah. Because when Cuba became free from the Spaniards in 1898, the Americans had gone there for, because of the Americans uh, war, uh, had a war with Spain mm -hmm. recently. And uh, they were there, the last battle that the Cubans had in the San Juan Hill in the eastern part of Cuba. And the Americans were there, and the, the Americans and the Cubans were fighting together. So the Spanish left. The Kick Spanish. the Spanish out. <laughs> Yeah, they had already the chips prepared to go because they knew that because the, we had had three wars, the Cubans, and one was lasted ten years, but it was in the sixties, in the sixties, eighteen sixties, you know. 
but um, it was a lot of uh, the. It was very pitiful. Everything is on both sides. Hmm. Awful. It was awful. And uh, so, in nineteen in eighteen ninety eight. Uh, the the war ended, but the Americans remained there for two years, and they helped us. Well, I wasn't born there, but they helped the Cubans with medications, cleaning. They said that there was food. There was no food. There was nothing. Just rebuilding the country. Just rebuilding the country, and uh, they were wonderful. And my grandmother was fifth, one of them was uh, born in Cuba. The other was born in Spain. But the one born in Cuba told us always that she would never come to the United States. She knew that, but she loved Americans because she remembered what the Americans did to the Cuban people when the war ended. Hmm. And they didn't have anything to eat. They didn't have a an aspirin, and <laughs> they didn't have anything. No, no homes, many of them. So everything was destroyed, and the Americans stayed and helped. And then two years after that, we had elected our first president, wonderful man, Don Tomás Estrada Palma. He was very educated, very, and he had been uh, fighting for the war, not uh, as a as a soldier, but he had been actually in the United States and other countries looking for uh, doing uh, propaganda to save Cuba from uh, from the getting Cuba uh, away. I mean, um, from the Spanish. From the Spanish, yes. Okay. And we love the Spanish because we all descend from Spanish. Yeah. We love the Spanish, there, but. Wanted your own country. Yeah. And the United States tried to buy Cuba uh, before that from the Spaniards for so many millions, but the Spaniards don't want to lose Cuba because we produce more for Spain than four of the other Latin American countries. Okay. Okay. So that was, um, and, and he was the president when you grew up. Uh, well, no, I was. Uh, oh, yes, no, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like, he was four years president. Then oh, four years. Okay. Four years. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, somebody else was elected. I don't remember the names, but I have it all in a book. But I don't remember the name. Okay. But yeah, I was born in in the twenties, in okay. twenty six, okay. and Armando was born twenty eight. Hmm. He was two years older than me. Okay. And, um, of course, Cuba was a young republic. It was not perfect, but we were free. Yes. And, and it, it promised a lot because the Cuba was such a wonderful land that if you threw a seed in your backyard like that, it would have a, a plant. Mm. Yeah, it was just perfect everything perfect, perfect. To, to grow anything. And then we ended up that Cuba exported food. Cuba exported for, for sugar, a lot of sugar. And the United States bought the sugar from Cuba, mostly. 
but and, and the the even the year that uh, the year before that the communists took over, it was the year that <coughs> Cuba sold more sugar than ever, and the economy in Cuba was up. Great, great. I remember we were at the at the ranch because. Uh, I'll tell you why we ended up at the ranch. And um, um, yeah, you 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 uh, you had a ranch. Well, ranch. my my Armando's family they had ranches. That was in in Camagüey. Important people, judges and lawyers and doctors. They would do their, they had a career, but they had, they had a ranch, <laughs> or two. Because that was what, Camagüey uh, was so, so great, so rich. There were a lot of cattle, there a lot of uh, everything there. But the whole Cuba was like that, but Camagüey especially. Okay. So, yeah, we were in Havana three years after we got married. We love our jobs, but we wanted to have a family, have a family. And we didn't know what to do. Um, and we, he was offered, his father said, if you want to take, just man, just, I'll, you'll be the manager of the, the, last, the last ranch that he had bought. That was the smaller one, but it was beautiful. Oh, beautiful, beautiful place. And Armando, we talk about it. And I said, well, if we have a child in Havana, it's going to be very complicated. And I have to stop working. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was just impossible. I mean, uh, Havana was beautiful, beautiful city, beautiful city. You asked me before, and I told you about the capital and many things that we had, just like the United States. Uh, life was good. Yeah, but of course it was a lot of Cuban touch there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Means that oh, elegant stores. I was told I didn't read it, but I was told that in 1930-something, late in the, uh, early in the, night, in the 30s, the, a Cuban lady was considered the most elegant lady in the world. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that is true or not, but <laughs> you, can, you can imagine. What well, it was like the fashion capital of the world. Yes. Okay. The, the stores were gorgeous and and it was a lot of money, a lot of money. And there were poor people. Yes, there were poor people, but poor people who did go hungry. They, and if they live in the country, they would grow their own, their own food if they wanted to because everything that you try to, to grow, it will grow. It will grow. Okay. And there as well, there were schools also in the country. Schools in the country. Lots of schools in the country, so the the children of the uh, the farmers and all that who live in the country uh, they could go to school. 
But of course, we wanted our children to go to the city, you know. And we moved to the city. Uh, we we moved to the ranch, and and uh, we oh. had two children there, Maria oh, oh. and and Armando. And how old were you when huh? you moved? How old were you when you moved? And we were my first child. I had it when he was twenty-five. When I was twenty-five. Okay. So we three years after we got married. Okay. And Armando was twenty-seven, and we love it. We love it. Uh, we miss Havana, yeah. And my mother and my family stay in Havana, but my my brother, my little brother that was born 12 years after I was born, and he he's the one who was killed. He died fighting for Cuba. Oh. And when the communists took over, uh, before they took over. No, 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 I'm sorry. When the communists took over, there were several times that there were inv little invasions from outside trying to to fight, and, but they were betrayed most of the time. Hmm. So so what, what happened when when that happened? Like, did, did uh, when, when We did... were in Camagüey already. Okay. Uh, already living in Camagüey because uh, we had been in the in the country uh, in the uh, uh, in the ranch. Mm -hmm. We had been. I I was six years in the ranch. Amanda stayed there, but he would go and come to the city. We have a very wonderful house in the city, and uh, I started working. And my mother would take care of the kids, and we, of course we had some help also. And uh, but I got a wonderful, see, a wonderful job at the railroad in the offices. It was huge, a beautiful building, and it had been a um, British company, and I think it still was a British company. Uh, and uh, of course, I was uh, I work taking dictation from the manager and all that stuff in English and Spanish, you know, because that's why I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And we we, we stayed there when Castro took over. Okay. We were already living in the city, and um, Armando and Maria were going to the school that still was there. The um, the American, uh, Cuban American school that started education uh, from the elementary education and then college. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have a picture, I didn't bring it, but I have a picture when I graduated from there. I had it at home with my father. And I have, the, I graduated with my, all this stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and I love that school. I love that school. And it was a Baptist school, but they don't. They, I mean, you attended the school, but they, you were whatever you were. I mean, there was freedom, yes. liberty. Ah, yeah. until that's another story. Yeah. Okay. So so um, so so Castro took over. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, what, what started happening then? Like what? Uh, well, uh, <coughs> were, were people afraid? Excuse me. 
uh, sorry? That were, were people afraid or, or was that? Uh... Yeah. <coughs> some people Can I get you some, some water believed or? that what he was saying was true. Mm-hmm. And we were <coughs> unhappy with Batista. What, what did he promise? Like what, what was he, he promised, so he promised uh, freedom for everybody. Uh, and we, we already had some freedom, but we were unhappy with Batista became a dictator. But mm. he didn't touch anybody's, anybody's money, anybody's religion, anybody, no. He just wanted to be there and be the, the one because he loved to, to be the, uh, the one who, who dictated the, and we, we didn't want him. And, but he was going to go. And yeah. we knew he was going to give elections. But many people got a little <clears throat> unhappy or very unhappy with Batista. There were things happening when people didn't believe, didn't keep uh, supporting him. Uh, there were some bad people in the government, mm-hmm. in every province, and they did things that were very, very bad things. So people then supported Fidel. They wanted something else. Yeah, and, and, and Fidel yeah. never said that he was a communist. Never. No. Mm-hmm. People say that I am a communist. I'm not a communist. And then, when he was already there, he said, I am a communist and I have been always a communist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we knew it, the way that things were going because they mm-hmm. started attacking um, religion and you could not go to church because they were waiting the communists outside and they would beat you up. Oh. And they, they would destroy the churches. And the priests had to leave Cuba in 24 hours. Then, with the clothes they were wearing on and no papers or anything. Hmm. And they, you were attacked. And I, I have been in one of them. Yeah, you, you told a story the other day of when you were in a... Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, can, can you tell that story? Like when, when you were in the church and they... The well, yeah, we had a... Every year we had a march uh, celebrating something, uh, the, the church. Um, September the 12th, it was usually the march to the that church over there. And with the rosaries, and we prayed on during. But at that time, uh, we knew that something was happening. But I knew that we had to go. Hmm. And I didn't tell Armando. He was at the ranch. And I was at at home with my children. And my mother was there. But I didn't say anything. I just went with my neighbor. We went with you. And we were we wanted to support that, but the militia was uh, waiting every block with weapons, and our weapons were at rosary, <laughs> <laughs> but they had pum pum pum. <laughs> yeah, like, like. And when we got there, uh, the priest said, uh, uh, "Gentlemen, to the militia, gentlemen, they were gentlemen, yeah." Oh, yeah. And uh, please take off your hats and leave your arm 
your weapons outside. This is the house of God. And the answer was, that was the altar. And the, the answer was, da -da 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 to the altar. They shot up the to altar. To the altar. And people started yelling, you know, and saying, um, God bless, um, God bless Cuba, God bless uh, Jesus Christ, and uh, down with Fidel Castro, and, 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 and then the militia out there shooting, but not shooting the people off, and we were happy that they, they could have. Yeah, because but, that, that happened too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, so what, you know, yeah. Yeah, but they were shooting, uh, shooting up like this. But people were running, and people. One of the uh, I remember that my friend and I went to the to the grass outside, <clears throat> and then we had two or three people over us <laughs> because because we were afraid of the the the, the shots, and people started running. Uh, oh, that was awful! That was awful. Awful. Oh, finally, uh, people opening the doors in the street, so the people who were running from the church, they would get in the houses. People that were anti-Castro, of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. Well, everybody was anti-Castro. Only, only the low-class people and the communists and low-class people. All the low-class people were with, with Castro. No decent person. Hmm. After he, he took over and they started doing awful things. Awful things, yeah. And we got home and uh, very quietly and hiding behind big trees. There are trees very old mm -hmm. on the road. And we, uh, and Angela and I, Angela was the name of my name, and we started. And then when we got home, my, my mother said, oh, I'm glad you're here. They said, I heard something like, like shots. And I said, yeah, mom, you heard it very, you're, you're right. <laughs> there were a lot of shots. And, and then I told her, and she was terrified. How did you get to go to that? And I said, and you're, if your husband knew, he would have allowed you to go. And I said, well, but he's not here. <laughs> he's in the country. <laughs> he's out. And uh, uh, he, he didn't know. I didn't tell him I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he didn't. He understood. Mm. We were both against the, the regime, and we were doing things. Yeah. He was doing uh, other things. But uh, never kill anybody. No, they never. He and his brother never kill anybody. But they did to to the jeeps, the Soviet. We had the Soviets there hmm. at that time. The Soviets were there. Yeah. And he and his brother put sand in the motors of the jeeps. <laughs> Yeah. To uh, to sabotage the mm -hmm. cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they put chains in the uh, lights, in the um, connections with uh, outside the the city. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in the roads there were there were those uh, lights you know mm-hmm. and they put chains there and cut cut off the lights so. okay <clears throat> so they were really looking for them hmm. yeah. causing a lot of and there were a lot of friends who have already died in the in, in the firing squad they were 1,000, uh, there were 20,000 people the first two years who were in the firing squad, killed in the firing squad. Wow. 20,000 people. That's, uh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I many friends. And then <clears throat> my brother was involved in one of the little invasions that came out and the... Others um, surrender. They say surrender, or we're going to go and get you. And he, uh, he and the other boy who was also a pilot, I had been a pilot in the uh, air force. My husband, my brother was was a first lieutenant and very young, but he was first lieutenant in the air force, in Cuban air force. And they didn't like Batista, but they said that Fidel, all they said Fidel was communist. Yeah, Fidel so the was alternative, worse. the alternative mm. was Batista until he he decided that he was going. He said he was going to go. Hmm. And uh, you know, but um, Armando was uh, very much. He they both had fired him. I mean, and the, the squad, the fighting squad, hmm. they would have killed him. Yes. Yeah. And the the women, Berta, Carlos's wife, and me, would have been in jail maybe 30 years. Oh, wow. Maybe, or who knows? Yeah. Yeah, not, nothing good was going to happen. No. Yeah. They arrested me. What? At, at work, they went to work and they got a lot of people from work. So you were just at work and they, they arrested you? I was uh, working at the, my, my job and the secret police went and arrested me. And did you go, did they put you in jail or did Well, you... they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were going to and they took a lot of people to jail, including my father. My father was in jail, sick, and no doctor saw him. And he was very sick with an infection in the kidneys. Oh. No, no doctor. They, they wouldn't care. And, uh, but they, they arrested me and took me to a place where the G, the uh, secret police, had taken that property, the people who had left Cuba already, mm-hmm. because the exodus was tremendous. People were fleeing the country. Fleeing the country because they are also they took businesses. They took businesses, the communists. Mm. They took uh, a lot of businesses. Um, my family, they had, uh, Armando's family, they had a, a wonderful factory of uh, tile, tiles factory. Beautiful, beautiful. And they went one day and they said, uh, you have an hour to leave this place that belongs to the people. Mm, right. Belongs to the people. 
Well, there was no factory because that was a, a lie to them. They would, they just took over and people, and they had to leave the country because they took the bank accounts and they would tell you how much you can get from your bank account. My, my father-in-law died because of that, a heart attack, because he, the children, uh, Armando and Carlos, they tried to hide from him uh, the truth, but they could not. Hmm. And when Armando and Kylo left, because Carlos was was being looked to to, to kill him, because hmm. they both did things against us. Um, but uh, my my their father was an old man already, and of course, and he died three months after we had left because he had a heart attack because of all that. All the, yeah. They took his bank account. They took, they took his businesses, his, his uh, ranches, uh, everything. Terrible. Terrible. And he was not rich. He was well to do. I mean, he but he, he had worked all his life. He worked his whole life too. All his life, and he came from a very outstanding family. Yeah, uh, but he was not a rich man, no, but. You cannot have a business, so they would take it over. Hmm. Okay, so the um, yeah, w- w- when that all was happening, you decided to uh, to to leave. Cuba. Well, we we decided that the children had to leave the country because it was dangerous. And how, how old were you at the time when when that happened? Two years before we left, uh, they left uh, in 1961. 1961. There was. Uh, and you were like in they, your 30s, or hmm? were you in your 30s or 20s, or? I was uh, 35. Okay. Or 36. Oh, and the children were. Armando was 10, and Maria was seven, six when she came. Okay. No, Armando was. Nine. So you just had a, just a young family, basically, with uh-huh. two children. And yeah. uh, we decided that there were children living in the country, the parents standing, because there was a program in the United States when Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, was president. And the Catholic Church and uh, the Catholic Church and the American government the, uh, arranged, had a project uh, for the children, the Cuban children, to come and stay safe here. And then the parents would come, but many parents could not come. And the ch- some children never saw their parents again. But anyway, we were fortunate that we did. <clears throat> so, uh, the 14,000 children came from Cuba. So did they go and they with a boat? Stay, or hmm? Did they go with a boat or did he... Uh... No, 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 no. In the planes. They, they, it was arranged. Okay. It was arranged with a visa, everything. <clears throat> they were legal. They were... And when they got to Miami, there were many who went with family. Others went to churches. Not only Catholic. All the churches too. 
and there were many who went to places that they would keep them until the parents would come, come over. And, uh, but it was very hard for us to, to do that, for all the parents to do that. Yeah, just to put your but children on, on, send them away, yeah. We put the children in the plane. I mean, we went to Havana with the children, and they were prepared to, with everything, and they had a, they had a visa, the waiver visa, the, all the Cubans, refugees had it. We didn't come illegal. Nobody came illegal. No. No. And when they got to Miami, if they were in a boat, there were many who escaped in a boat, they were accepted with a visa. Okay. Because it was, they were refugees. Yes. Yeah, they, they were fleeing an evil regime. Fleeing a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. So when you put um, uh, your, your children on, on the airplane, you... you there was a chance that you will never see each other ever again. And they, they, we, we never stayed with them until the very last minute because they separated, the communists separated them and put it in a, in, a, in a room. And if they had something of value, they would take it away before. Hmm. And people who came uh, by plane, refugees who came by plane, uh, they, they, the communists would take everything, the rings and everything, everything. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, yeah, Armando and Maria were, were in the U.S. Then, and you were still in Cuba. I'm sorry? When uh, Maria and Armando were went to the U.S., mm -hmm. you you yeah. were still in Cuba. Oh yeah, we we're yeah. still in Cuba, and we didn't know how we were going to go, because uh, the the men were still working with the underground and trying to put together a revolution there. They had uh, weapons hidden hidden in the in the ranch in a ranch that Armando was, uh, and there were 250 men to, pre to be prepared for when the, the opportunity was just to start the thing. But unfortunately, there was a lot of... A lot of snitching. You know, yeah. how it always happened. Yeah. And many of the ones who were Included in the, in in the that uh, plan were in jail or already dead, but there were still still some, and the the weapons were under. Uh, we had a place in the ranch that we kept the tractor there. I mean, Armando kept a tractor there and a lot of stuff for to work in mm -hmm. the land. And uh, um, they made a big hole there and put the weapons there. And the weapons were there. But uh, when, after we came, there was a terrible uh, storm and... Um, 
<laughs> and the weapons came out. Oh. But we were here already. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that was after you, you escaped? We had already been here a couple of years when that happened, or one year. But we, we heard about it because somebody who came okay. told us. So the, the, all right, but let, let's talk about your, uh, your escape. Sure. Okay, well, the things got... And we sent the children because there was no food, there were no medications. Just everything went, went, to, went to hell. Yeah. When they, when, whatever they touch, they destroy. Hmm. And in Cuba, that we exported meat and everything else. Well, that's kind of the story there was of communism nothing. everywhere. You know, it's, it's, it, it just it ruins it, everything. It could happen here, the same. It hmm. could. I hope not. No, it won't. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> okay, but it could. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Amanda and I were, of course, uh, two years, can you imagine? Two years with small children. You had no contact at all? Oh, yes. Oh, you did? Yes, we did have contact. Did you write letters? Or? Letters that were read by the communists. No oh. letter would go without being read. Oh, wow. But they didn't touch about. They didn't talk about anything. We told them you don't touch about. No, talk about. Oh, so, so uh, you couldn't. They couldn't write about details. So they would. No. Yeah. Wow. No, they wouldn't. Just mom and dad. Uh, we miss you, and you know mm. we are going to school. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. And tia, tia Jose, tal cosa, tío, tío. Uh, he did, we, we went to the beach and things like that. They were in Miami. And then they went to Plant City, which is close to Tampa. Okay. With other set of, uh, a set of, fam the, of the family. Hmm. Um, uh, okay, so we got to the point that um, Armando and Carlos were still working on the against uh, Castro, and uh, we all did. I went to a choir at the, church, at the um, school. They had a choir, and they had sent the Americans already, but they led a choir of Cubans. Cuban people go there, and uh, every, every week I, I, became a, I became a member of the choir. But what we did, we had a, a machine in the back, and there was a young boy who made um, propaganda against Castro. Okay. Uh, and like they a call printing it press edito, or something? Edito. Or? They call it Dito. D okay. D-I-T-T-O, Dito. Is it like, then, like a press or, or yes, like, a, like yeah. an old? Yeah. Okay. They, they put a, the paper there and make up, and then... We were singing, but before we left, we got a bunch of it, everybody, and put it under the clothes, and then we, yeah. Oh. But then, the two of the poor boys went to jail. Oh, they found out. Yeah. And uh, we had to quit the choir because they were watching us. Right. And my house was... Uh, well, they came to my house and got everything out of Armando was on there. They were looking for him. 
but they say my name when they were looking for him. Anyway, so we decided, uh, somebody told Armando, somebody who was in the, uh, actually, he was in the government, but he was very unhappy. He he had been with Castro, but he wasn't. But he couldn't say it because... Yeah, he had no choice. He was just trapped there. But he managed to see Armando and tell him, Armando, you have to go as soon as you can. They were looking for you. And Carlos. And he had some cousins who had already been apprehended or some cousins who had to even swim to the to the base in the southern Cuba, the Guantanamo base. They had to swim in, in a, and, go, and get to the, because they were looking for them to kill them. Cousins, Armando's cousins. And there is a lot of sharks there. But that poor boy had to, had a little boat and he managed to get at that part of the, uh, the island and he had to swim to get to the, the and he was alive and he was two years in there, two years in, in the base, American base that we had in Guantanamo. Oh, wow. Then we saw him in, in this country and, and his wife was still there and his children in Camagüey. Anyway, um, Armando told me, Armando said, we have to go. Like he came home and... and he came home and told me, we have to go. we got to go now. Well, we have to go as, to, as soon as possible. And uh, how are we going? We could not fly because it, actually if they were looking for him, we could not fly because they would check on us. And yeah, all the airports. But besides that, there were no flights. Porque Fidel sometimes caught the flights whenever he wanted. He, we had flights or sometimes, of course the flights were not Cuban, Cuban planes. It was American planes, but the government of this wonderful country sent the planes. When, when Fidel said, uh, yes, you can send each other. Otherwise, said, no more. Hmm. Uh, they controlled the airspace and they, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So we had to get another way and we thought about getting a boat, like many other people did. But that was very dangerous too because we were not in Havana or close to, to the stretch of Florida. We were in Camagüey, which is pretty far. Okay. Because the island is like this. It's like a long This island. is This is Havana. And then it goes like this. Yes. So from Camagüey, it would be a long to get to, to Key West or to any other of the islands in the Caribbean. But so you're very far away from... Very far away. Yeah. And also, somebody was finding out for them, and we, they might have to kill somebody, a guard. And they say no, neither one. They don't want, they say, no, we are not going to kill anybody to live. No. That, no, no, no. The Lord will help us to find another way. So, this uh, guy who was married to Armando's sister, and Carlos' sister, he was from uh, uh, 
Mexico. But he was a... Mexico never broke with Castro, never. And this guy was known with Fidel, but he was in Havana because he had a business in Havana. And they respected him because he was from Mexico. Hmm. He, he was from Mexico City. Very educated person. And very nice. And um, so he lived in Havana and with uh, Armando's and Carlos' sister, of course, and two kids that they had. And he knew people in Havana because he had a business. And um, he went to come away and said, I know how I have met uh, somebody who is, um, um, had to do with uh, a person who, uh, you know, he had a connection in Havana. And uh, we went to Havana. And uh, my mother, uh, we told Mama, Mama, you cannot come. It's going to be very risk, for a, a risk, a big risk for for you to come. Mama was not old. She was in her early 60s. Very, um, but we were going to four of us, whatever happened, you know. And uh, we went to Havana. And we met the people, uh, the Cuban family, who had a son in Montreal who was a singer. And uh, he got a visa, a Canadian visa, for his family. And they were going to go in that boat that was a cargo ship, but they, the government knew because uh, a Cuban government had business with Canada and England and many other countries, you know. And um, so they were going to go to Canada, and they had a visa, Canadian visa. Mm-hmm. And we met them, and they were eager to and help us. Yeah. Help us in, in not knowing that we were, we were there, you know. And, by, and uh, but then something happened, and it, it didn't work. Okay, I don't remember what it was with the connections. So the the plan just the fell plan. through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you had to pay the captain. The captain you had to pay. The, he had to be kept five thousand or ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and we didn't have it. But uh, there were the the underground movement had it for some reason. They had it. They they could get it, and. Uh, then suddenly, the two weeks after that, or something like that, our friend came and our they married with my 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 sister, my sister-in-law, um, and he said, "I think this time we have it, so let's go to Havana again." We went to Havana again, and that that trip was also risky, right? Because to Havana? No. No, it wasn't? No. Okay. Unless they knew Armando and Carlos were there and they, they would pick him up, but no. Okay. It didn't happen. And we went to Havana and uh, we met the guy who was going to help us in the ch- on the ship. And he was the chief of... He was uh, British, but his mother was from Spain. And he spoke Spanish and... 
which we didn't care because we spoke English. But Carlos and Berta, they didn't speak a word in English. So they spoke Spanish with the guy. And then he was Charles, what's his name, Charles. Um, and he was the nicest guy. And he knew the family that was going to be. When every time he was in Havana, uh, he would go and visit with them. And they were friends. And uh, so we met him, and we agreed the day that we were going to go uh, to try to get in the ship. That was very risky. So there we were, and next day we needed to be at the place where the cargo ship was. And we had to dress up. And that, that, those were the only clothes that the, 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 the clothes that we were on, wearing on were the only thing that we were taking. Nothing left everything else. behind. Yeah, because we were supposed to visit the captain, uh, have lunch with him, and with the um, Canadian consul. And it had nothing to do that we went to, well, the ship was going to Canada, but we didn't know where the ship was going. We didn't know. And Charles uh, tell, told us at what time, and we were there. They were, we, were, we were waiting for the people who were going to take us to where the ship was. And no, no car. Whoever it was got very much uh, afraid. Hmm. And so, two friends, and the, the husband of my, my sister-in-law's husband, the Mexican, and uh, a guy that was from Cuba, but he was the agent of the um, British uh, insurance company for ships. So they respected him, but he was on the underground, mm-hmm. but they didn't know it. He pretended that he was Don Fidel. Okay. Don Fidel. He pretended that, but he wasn't. You know. And then we saw him in Miami. Ten years after that, he was in Miami. Oh wow! But he had to wait for some reason. And uh, Deloitte of Lond- London is the name of the company. The Lloyd of London. Lloyd of London. Okay. That's the name of, that was the name of the company. Okay. And um, he was the agent in Havana. Okay. So, so he got in, in a car. He was brave enough to get in a car with the Mexican, our, our friend, the Mexican, married to my sister-in-law. And uh, they, they were very... They look that they were scared of it because they were risking, risking everything doing that. They kept us over there and they, they left. So they, they, uh, you went in the car with them and then you drove into the, the shipyard? To, and to where the ship was there. Yeah. There was a militia here. And no, 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 no. 
you have to show me your identification. You have to show me the papers. Oh my God. And Charles was there. Chico, Chico, él habla español. He spoke Spanish. And he said, Chico, they don't, no necesitan, eh, no necesitan identificación. Vaya a almorzar con el presi, con el, el capitán y la consul. They don't need any identification. They are going to have lunch with the captain and the, the consul. And, uh, his, and Charles would say, come in, come in, come in. And I look at the others, that we were white. <laughs> we were scared to death. Yeah, because if they, if they went to like, f try to find out who you were, that, that would have been it, right? There it would be. Yeah. He would call the other, and yeah, boom, that's it. Well, when we got there, So, so they, they, they bought the story and they let you through. And he, didn't, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy at all. We knew he would talk to somebody else. Also. But Charles said, Chico, no, no. It's okay, it's okay, Chico. Hablando español with the guy. And we got there. Wow. There were some Chinese on the deck. So, so you went on. You, you went up to the ship. To the ship. Was it like we, a container we, ship or something? Yeah, or? we are there now. Okay. Okay. And the Chinese, we were working, carrying uh, big uh, packages and all that. They, they were there. They, they working on uh, the workers on the ship. Yeah. Chi Cuban Chinese. Cuban Chinese. In Cuba, they were. A lot of Chinese in Havana, so especially because when Chiang Kai-shek yeah. went to Sumatra, or to um, what, in Taiwan, Cat Taiwan, yeah. in in Spanish Sumatra. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sumatra, see, yeah. in Taiwan, and many uh, asked for the parents of those Chinese, or maybe some of them. Asked for asylum in Cuba. Really? In other countries too. And oh. Cuba gave asylum to, to those. Interesting, okay. I didn't know that. And when they, they told us, and they knew, they knew because they heard all the conversation. And they said, and they said, coge por aquí, coge por aquí, por aquí. The Chinese speak uh, Spanish very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, coge por aquí. Come, come this way, come this way, come this way. And we were surprised. We said, the Chinese? No. But they took us to a room that was the room that belonged to the guy who was helping us. But he had told them to take us to the, his room. Okay. So, so we the, think. The, the crew was, was a part of the. Well, that crew, not all the crew. No. Right. No. He told us that a few people knew that we were there. Okay, so the less people know, the better. No, because, yeah. there were some of the officers who knew. A couple of three officers, but the others didn't know. And, of course, the captain had been... Yeah, he'd been bribed. 5,000. In those days, that, that was... was a lot of money. 5,000. Yeah. And... Uh, well, so you're, you're like below deck in the boat? <laughs> no. no, we we went to a room first. Okay. And then there was a big bird there, big bird. 
and he got very um, excited when we got and started. <laughs> yeah, like a, a bird. Oh. <laughs> a big, big bird. Like a it's, parrot or something? Or? Yeah, but the big ones. Okay. The big ones. I, I, I'm not sure what it was. But it started making a lot of noise, and I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's attention you don't need. <laughs> no, no. And we sat there, and then the uh, telegraphist, the, the, the young man who was it, Deal with dealt with the telegraph uh, and came, and um, he was from Ireland, and he knew. And he he told us that he was working in that ship because in Ireland in those days, the Protestants and the Catholics had the, were fighting. Yeah, oh yeah. The, in those days. Yeah, that went on until. And he said the 90s. that he couldn't get a job. He was Catholic. And he couldn't get a job in his country. And so that he, that's why he was working there. But he was so sweet to us. And later on, he went down and got us sandwiches because we, could, we were hungry. We, we hadn't eaten all day. And we could not get any food. Where? Besides, the food that they sold around there was for only for people who came in the ships. Okay for the, the officers and all that. But if a Cuban like us went to get a sandwich, they, they said, no, we don't have it. Mm. There, there was no, no food. Oh. But they had food for that. Those. Of course, we could not go either because we were not getting down and going where, you know. But he went and got us sandwiches, and that was all the food that we had for... What? A couple of days. <laughs> and was this before, while the ship was still in, in the port? Still in there, still okay. in port. And then Charles came to see us, and we, they changed us. Uh, they took us to uh, another place, uh, and there was a night that uh, we had to crawl on the deck to go to another place, uh, like in the movies. And this was while the ship was still in the port? In the port. Important. Okay, so so how long were you okay. were, were, were you on the boat? We were on the on the ship. We got that evening because by the time that we got there, it was late in the afternoon. Okay, almost getting dark because it was November. November, November. The let's see, we arrived in Canada the twenty first of November. No, no, yeah, November twenty first, and. Uh, uh, we have been five days travel, traveling, five days. So, um, three days before, so it would be eight days. Almost three days, two and a half days before. So two and a half days you were on the boat in fear that they would come on the boat to inspect and, and find you. And... No, uh, we were, I mean, we got on the, we got aboard the ship and let's see, I'm just trying to think what, what was the day, was the 16 or 17 of, uh, the 15, 15 of okay. November, no, February, I'm sorry. February. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got November, no, no, February, the 16th of February, we, that's the day that we, we went to the ship. 
and then uh, the ship left five days, um, two days after that. So we arrived in Canada the 21st. So but during those two days, you had to like hide. Hiding. Yeah. Hiding. Hiding. Here, hiding there. So you had to like move around the boat to avoid. Hidden, hidden in either in the bathroom, in the bathroom, or in another room, and then the men stay in the bathroom, and the, the girls they move. Uh, Charles moved us to a to a room, and uh, we had uh, the way to take a bath. She and I, but not the others knew. Uh, I mean, two of the. Officers, uh, that's what Charles told two or three of the officers. No, and they used to send those candies, <laughs> and they knew we didn't have food, but very, very little food. Charles would get one plate for both of us because they could not, uh, he could not, uh, you know, take more because he say, what, what is this for food? For oh, him? yeah, okay. And the men ate even less than we. And drinking, like water, did you...? Drinking water from the... They were in a, in a bathroom, so I think they got the water from there. Mm. But before we left the... When the when the ship was going to leave, was supposed to leave, the inspector went, the communist inspector, and he had to say, okay, everything is okay, the ship has to go, can go. Yeah. And he, when he got to the bathroom, and Charles said, I don't have the key of this. He said, uh-uh, you need to find the key and open it for me, because otherwise the ship is not going to leave. And I was praying. I was in the bathtub with my rosary. And I was praying, and I was asking Jesus and his mother, the Virgin Mary, because uh, I am, I am very Catholic. Uh, please take this man away from that door, because if he doesn't, if he says that he cannot let it go. What is going to happen? And Armando was against the door, like leaning against, like it. this, because those bathrooms, if you kick it, do you open the door? Those are very uh, very easy to open. So I I prayed and prayed, and the guy said, no, no, and suddenly the guy said, got tired and said, okay, bueno, sí, está bien, está bien. Okay. like, oh, all right, yeah. And my oh. prayers were answered. My oh, prayers wow. were, our prayers, because we all were praying. But I was in the bathtub just praying with my rosary. My mother had given me the rosary that had been blessed by the Pope then in Rome. She went on a trip, and when she came back, my, my neighbor, our neighbor, uh, she had that blessed rosary for my mother because we were very good friends. And then when we were going to leave, my mother gave me the rosary. You still have it? Yeah, I still have it. I still have it. I still have it. I treasure it. Yeah, I, I can imagine. 
I treasure it. I treasure it. And I, I, and I have told this to more than one priest. And I have told them this, and they get very excited about it. They don't tell me. They haven't told me with the words. It was a miracle. I know it was a miracle. I know. I had the feeling it was a miracle because how that changed in their mind. Hmm. I believe in miracle. I believe. I am a believer. I am. I am. And thank God. I feel blessed for that because... Yes, oh my God. So, so I, there, there was this conversation on the other end of the door that you were hearing, and that could have—I mean, if you would have gone in the bathroom, that would have been—that would have been it, right? Yeah. He, if he would have opened the door, I, I wouldn't telling you the story here. I wouldn't be telling you the story. No, yeah. my, who, my, my bones would be white hmm. now, <laughs> if. The bones were still there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, finally, um, oh, I was when we left uh, the three. There are three miles that from Havana, from uh, three miles by law, when you cross this. I don't know if you know this. The chips after they go the three miles from the country, they are. They're an international. International one, and. Uh, we felt better when that happened. Of course, with the communists, there is nothing. No, nothing. nothing no, is, because yeah. they they violate the international, but they did it later on with other things that they killed those Cubans who. Um, and that's another story, a long story. But anyway, um, we felt better, and Bert and I were sharing that room. So after after the inspector moved on, then uh, they move us to the, to the okay. Uh, Charles moved us, Bertha and I, and left the main there. But he the ship was already going to okay. to go because we had the inspector saying okay, yeah, okay. And he was not comfortable. He was not happy, but he yeah. he was uh, yeah. So. Um, we were in international waters already, and I, I felt very sad. We were sad we, uh, because we had lost our country, and we didn't know when. If we were to come back, or we never. And I've, I remember I sat in the corner of the, and I started crying. Not crying loud, but my, because I, Armando, no, Armando thought, Carlos thought that Fidel would fall, mm-hmm. by all means, that he, he could not stay when the communists take over. The Soviet Union was 70 years, okay? And he's still not, because Putin is not, I mean, he, 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 <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and it started, I had a little notebook. That's all I have. I have a little package with um, um, toothbrush and my passport and Armando's passport and uh, a pencil and and I and a little note and some addresses that I had. 
and uh, some words started coming to my mind and music in my ears. And I started writing, Adios. So you, Adios. you wrote the music for... Uh... The, I wrote the words. I wrote the words. And part of the music in my mind. I finished in Canada. Mm. And I'll tell you about that later. Um, so you were, uh, yeah, for for, uh, yeah. for, the, for those who don't know, you, you're a classical guitar player and with uh, several uh, oh, I didn't published CDs. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention before in my education, I didn't mention that. I forgot. You know. But I studied five years in the Conservatory of Music. I studied music and piano and... I studied guitar, piano, uh, voice, uh, solfeggio, theory, uh, theory of music, and history of music, and all that. Five years at conservatory in Camagüey. Hmm. I forgot to tell you that when we were talking about the, uh, education. But I, I'm back to the ship now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started writing that, that, that song. And during the next days, we had plenty of time to write songs or do whatever, because five long years, long uh, days, five long days. Uh, and we saw the lights of Key West, the lights of, uh, in Virginia, the Frankfurt, uh, whatever the name, I don't remember the name, New York. And, and we said, oh my God. But the ships that came from Cuba were not allowed to stop in by law. The um, the Cuban the American government would allow any any because any ship from Cuba to stop there unless they had problems, algún pro, any problem. So we saw Bert and I saw it and said, Oh my god, it would be so easy. <laughs> <laughs> But then we got to Canada, and uh, the ship was going to uh, to get in the Saint Lawrence River okay. and go to Quebec. We found out by Charles through Charles that we were going to Canada because we didn't know where we were. Okay, wow. But Charles told us, "No, this is going to Canada." In, uh, but the the Saint Lawrence River was frozen. And the ship could not get in San Jose. So we, the ship had to keep going. And we went to uh, the north of Canada, the San Jones, San Jones, uh, up there, almost next to the Eskimos. Oh, all, all the way up north. <laughs> all the way north. That's a different uh, kind of climate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what we had, wearing, we were worrying that that was not proper for, for No. <laughs> it was proper for Havana, but not for... And there was, it was pretty chilly, Havana, uh, in February, but... Not North Pole uh, mm. chilly. Mm. <laughs> Uh, you have to apologize. I have to apologize to you. Uh, it was November. I got February because we entered to this country in February, but this was November when we escaped. November. Okay. November. Okay. 
in November 21st is when they killed President Kennedy. Okay. November, that's the day that we had arrived to St. John's. Really? Wow. Yeah. And they were saying on television that because we went to, when we got out the, the ship, that's another story, funny story. Uh, we were very hungry and uh, we, wanted, we went to the hotel and that's another story, funny story. But um, well, that, I mean, that, uh, you can you can tell the story if you want. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, we, they were saying on TV that President so, Kennedy had been killed. But this this was you you found out after you arrived. Oh right? yeah, after yeah. Okay, so so when when the boat arrived in in port in Canada, mm -hmm. what what happened then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing that because no, yeah, I'm, I'm I get that to trying, another, yes, to yeah. It, thank yeah. you, thank you. That's yes, okay. do that to me because I I very often get out of of the situation and go to another. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Well, anyway, uh, yes, um, we got to the to St. John's. Mm -hmm. Charles comes and tells us that we are St. John's. And but St. John's, the the ship, the ships, the way they they get got there, it, they were like you got out of the ship and and you. It's not that there was water everywhere. It was like places where the ships got got in. Like I don't know. Well, I don't know how to explain that because I never saw, I had seen that before. So it was in, in a... Well, it was something? a water there, or force there, but yeah. it was like uh, every ship had their own place there. Like their own parking spot. Yeah, parking place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very different than what I had seen before in my life. And the Chinese, oh, Charles said, the girls are going before. But the inspector, they have an inspector. We have, we cannot go through the normal door because the inspector is here. But oh, the, the communist inspector was on inspector the boat. Inspector Canada. I don't oh, know oh. how he went, but he was there to but, inspect the the ship after we get there. So was this a Canadian inspector? Canadian okay, inspector, okay. New Brunswick. Yeah, we okay. were in New Brunswick, okay. St. John's and New Brunswick, New Brunswick, and. Uh, She said, so I, I, I cannot let the inspector to see you, so, because I don't know what he has in mind. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a chance he might say, oh, you go back. Yeah, okay. because I never did it before. <clears throat> they said that they never sent a Cuban before, because Canada had business with Castro, but as far as sending people back, they didn't do it. Okay. But we didn't know. Didn't know. Right. So, we, Bert and I, had to get out through the ropes that the ship had those ropes. Oh wow, that tied the ship to land? Yes, and guess who helped us? The Chinese. <laughs> Help both of us. Okay, so you, you like went down yes, with the... Yes, yes. <laughs> you climbed down the ropes, wow. And then there were the family, the Cuban family that was in the ship that uh, had given us 
seen us. No, we haven't seen them, but they had given us a couple of uh, covers because they knew we were cold. Yeah. And the Charles took care of that, and t- this is the, the Mrs. So-and-so, and they, they are sending you this. Okay, oh, and, and then we met them, you know, when we were in Canada. When we were on land? Like, did, when did, we were already in Montreal. So you, when you were on in the port, like, did you have to, uh, did you just walk out of there? Or? They were leaving the family in a car, and Charles told us that they knew that we were going with them okay. in the car. And three people and two of us. And this, there was only one inspector there, an old man, an old gentleman, very tall, or very tall. But he thought that we were part of them. Okay. Okay. Like he was like, all right. <laughs> we didn't talk to him. They probably told him that we were five people. Right, right, right. Uh, one, two, three, four. No, we were six in the car. We were six in the car. Yeah. And um, that they were going to drop Bert and I in a cafe on the road so we could have something to eat. Then we were starving. Yeah. We I were starving. Imagine, and yeah. we had some money because we had some dollars because um, Armando's. One of Armando's uh, aunts in Camagüey was married to a Canadian gentleman who lived in Cuba so many years, and he worked in Cuba. So he had Canadian dollars. So to take they with had dollars. Oh. They had dollars, but you could pay with dollars oh, then. You, okay. in those days. You could pay with dollars. I don't remember what this. And Armando had given me, had given and Carlos. Had all, at the end gave each boy 300. Okay. The end. Just in case we needed. And she didn't know how we were going. Hmm. She didn't know. But she supposed that we were going to need those dollars. And, and she had those dollars hidden in a place. Uh, well, no, they could use the bank. They could use the bank because she was. Canadian and Canadians were 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 okay. Hmm. See, no, they they could use the bank. In ah. Camagüey, there were several banks that did business with Canada and okay. outside for so, for the other people, not for us anymore. Not for us anymore. Not for the ones the Cubans. But she was married to the Canadian. Okay. So when you uh, you were in Canada and you went to so, the cafe and then so, so, how, how how did that feel like uh, when when you were there like was it I told her that you don't open your mouth but she didn't speak a word but she was blonde with blue eyes and she looked really 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 North Canada <laughs> <laughs> North Canada and I look Greek <laughs> they told me <laughs> they talked to me in Greek all the time oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Italian, they say that. Oh, Italiana? No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, oh, Greek? No, 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 no. no I didn't say Cuban. No, I say no, no. We came from the United States. 
We are on vacation. <laughs> oh man. And then, so we ate there, and then Charles picked us up. And, oh, we ate eggs and bacon and oh. That's the best meal you ever had, probably. <sighs> and I, we were so worried about the boys, our husbands. Yes. <sighs> you, you were still separated then? Oh yeah, we hadn't seen them anymore. Oh wow. From the third day that we were there, we didn't see them anymore. We got messages from Charles, but no. Where, where were they then? Because they in were the on bathroom, the, in the bathroom. They were still in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm still in the bathroom. They're still hiding. I'm still hiding in the bathroom. But anyway, well, uh, I told Berta, don't open your mouth and uh, I'll get you. I'm going to order this and this and this. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. Okay, so she ate too. And then Charles comes in a car and takes us to a hotel. A luxurious hotel. <laughs> and we were wearing like those clothes that didn't match one with the other, or you know, something funny. Yeah. Luxurious hotel. Llegamos, uh, he dropped us there and he left. And he said he would come back and he would bring the main. He didn't know when. He didn't know when. And as always, we had money to, uh, if we could eat something and say, we, yeah, we, before he asked, he says, yeah, we, we had some, some dollars. Okay. So we go to the hotel. And the guy that is, where, uh, hello, yes, ma'am. Uh, they said, well, um, yes, we need to make a reservation. Uh, he said, how many? He said, well, our husband will be here later on. They said, where are you from? Where did you come from? <laughs> and suddenly, uh, we are from Plant City, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to my head boom <laughs> because I didn't know what to say <laughs> did they accept it? yeah okay Plant City why Florida. not? yeah no. why not yeah where is your luggage? oh <laughs> you cannot believe this no <laughs> you know my well, my husband. My husbands are bringing them because we somebody else brought us here, but they are coming later on, and they they are bringing the the luggage. And then I said, and when they come, what is Armando going to say? You know, right. he didn't know what I said. But anyway, so we were in the hotel. We took a, we took the room, but then we were downstairs because we were very worried about the men. We were wanted to see them as did, did you uh, go up and take like a nice long shower? Or? No, no, you just not yet. Right. No, not yet. No, no, no. We had taken a shower in the in the in the ship okay. when we were moved to the to the room, and we had we, we were in the safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we uh, watched. When we washed there, we managed to wash the, our clothes there, okay. some of the clothes. 
not all, but some of the clothes. Because we hadn't taken a bath for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we were downstairs, and Car- and Berta was so she was so. I, I'm sure that she was uh, very nervous. She could not speak, and she was worried about the the main our main, and she was you know she was worried. And I said, Berta, be quiet. Be quiet. (laughs) And um, she said, Oh, I have my stomach is. I I need some medication. My stomach is not doing well. And I said, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What? Then I went to ask the man who had taken our. Was helping and helping us before, and I said, "Do you have? Is there any pharmacy close to here or something?" Oh yes, ma'am. Uh, right there. You go this way. Then I went to the pharmacy and got uh, something for her for the stomach. I don't remember what it was. And came back and she was sitting there, and then she went up because she wasn't feeling well. And um, so, about an hour or two hours after that, the man coming, and uh, I was downstairs, and she was upstairs, and I, um, well, and Armando said that he got to to uh, to the office over there, the hotel, and uh, they asked him. Oh, they said, oh, yeah, your wives are here. Uh, and uh, where is your luggage? And he said, hmm, you are not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. We had a flat tire in the car, and, and <laughs> we had to walk over here because the car is a little far, but we'll bring it later on. Okay. And they didn't ask him, where are you from, or anything, because they already have Plant City. Yeah. Plant City, Florida, and the address of my my sister-in-law, and they had already the fabric, they had opened, they had started, again, the tiles, the tiles uh, fabric, uh, the tiles um, um, business there okay. in Plant City. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah oh. but, yeah. They had started already, uh, the people who sold them the machinery and all that in Cuba, they were the Americans. They let them buy that and pay. Pay slowly. Uh, okay. Oh, well, because they were like... Can you imagine? Because they knew the situation of Cuba. Wow. And they have been... For years, they had that fabric. They have they they knew they would pay. You know. Wow, that's that's really that's, great. That's yeah. Wonderful. Wow. That is. That those are. That's the way Americans are. That's the way that the, many people in this country are. Uh, that's why I said, uh, you know, that's that's why I love Americans so much because they are kind. Americans are kind. Many people in other parts of the world, I'm sure they are very kind in your country too because 
I have seen your mom and dad and your yeah. sister and they are kind people and I hear a story and, and I know you and you're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. You know you are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so Charles comes after that and uh, this, he said, I want you to leave tonight because I don't want anything happen that they never had sent back anybody, any Cuban. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Get get away from from the exactly. Yeah. And uh, you say you need to go to Montreal. I said yes. We are going to Montreal. I got a priest that I have his telephone number. And I got it for his aunt. And I didn't know I was going to be to Canada. I'm going to Canada, but I got the bridge. I don't know. That's cause, cause strange things that happen. <laughs> so uh, we got a, a train that night to Montreal, about eight or nine hours. And uh, so you were you were all reunited at the hotel, and, and I, yes, I, I bet yeah. that was a big relief. Oh, and we yeah. went out to eat. With the men, and buy some gloves because it was cold. And this is when we heard on the radio. In the place we were eating, that President Kennedy was killed. They, they were saying that they had killed President Kennedy, and they thought he was a Cuban. And there were four Cubans sitting there, and <sighs> we were. No, okay, nobody was going to think that we killed him, but the fact right. that they said they think he's a Cuban, and we, we look at each other, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there uh, were a lot of mounted police over there, policemen sitting eating, and we said, We better go. Then we went to the, uh, to the, uh, to the hotel, and uh, the Charles told us to leave the night, and uh, we used the the money that we had left. Most everything went in the tickets, hmm. and I remember that I was so I won't say stupid, but I'm saying so you know ignorant that I said, and we need some pillows. <laughs> And Armando looked at me and said, well, there we go, that, that's the food. Yeah. <laughs> they brought some pillows. We didn't have a penny to, to eat, but, but we had eaten over there. But when we got to, <laughs> when we got to Montreal, uh, I called the priest. It, a, it was a very young priest, Cuban priest. And I said, uh, Father, I don't remember my name. I had it written in somewhere. I said, Father, this is, I told the story. And he said, oh, he got all excited. And I said, I'm going to call Father whatever, another young priest, Cuban too. And so he'll come, but you get a taxi. And he gave me the address. And I said, Father, we don't have a penny. We don't have a penny. He said, well, don't worry about it. Just get the taxi. We'll pay for it. Okay. So I did. So we did. Called the taxi, and we went to see the priest, and they were the two priests. And they were just two young priests, and they priests, and they were just enjoying that we left the communists. 
they were so happy that you that you just they they look at each other and they went oh they were going you know because they were young and yeah. excited about it yeah. and they knew people in, in and so they they called a gentleman who had lived in Cuba he was from Greek but he went to to uh, to Cuba when he was a child with his parents because there were a lot of Greeks in Cuba Greeks and Italians and and uh, Spaniards oh yeah. Spaniards never never left Cuba I mean they left Cuba they they were not there when the war ended but then in early 1900s there were fifty thousand Spaniards allowed to go to Cuba okay fifty thousand. The government opened the doors because they were our our parents and grandparents, not those particularly, but yeah, but we came from them. Yes, that was mother Spain, and we love it. We love Spain. It's just we didn't want to be, you know, uh, we want to be free, but that not not any hate to the Spaniards. Or no, no. No, 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 anyway. So, um, he, the priest, got us somebody who gave us, took us to his house. And his wife was Cuban and also in exile. But she was in Miami in those days because she was visiting her family. Okay. But he spoke Spanish. He was very, he was born in, Greek, in, in Greece, but he was very, very, almost like us. And he spoke Spanish and English and all those stuff. And uh, he took us to the grocery store. And we were, we had never seen him so, in five years, we had not seen a ham. Oh, right. Wow. So that's when you were really... Re- and he bought a... Food for for us, and we ate like like pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we stayed there uh, with the clothes we were wearing, and we stayed there in their house, in his house, because he was by himself, and he has more room. And he told us that he had had sailors, Cuban sailors, wounded there, one that was burned accidentally. And uh, he and his and the uh, he and his wife had had those people there for weeks until so, he got better and came to the United States. So it was like work related incidents or something, or, or was it? No, it, it was just uh, he, that he had been helping he been, okay. uh, people who came from Cuba, okay, right. sailors, okay. sailors specifically. But, but were they people who escaped also? Or, were or they... people who came in ships as a sailor and then they, you know, oh, they, they, they took the opportunity to escape from the ship. Okay, okay. Right. And that's what they did. Many did that. They had had 60 in the last year, 60 sailors that had escaped from the ships. And they had not sent them back. Hmm. When they talk to the police, they, they would let, remain like uh, exiles. Okay. And then they got, they wait for the visa, for the visa from the United States because they were exiled. Okay. And they usually came uh, later on. So you were in uh, 
So now, now you're in in uh, Canada, and and where where do you? We were we were in uh, already in Montreal. Montreal, okay. In Montreal. And you lived with. Live with this uh, this uh, guy from Greece, and uh, but that live in Cuba. But they they had like a room in their house. Oh yeah, they have or? more than one room. They have a big house. Okay. He worked somewhere. He had a good job. And he was very nice, and we stayed with him, with him for until we start working. We start working. This was arranged through the church and through mm, the priest. Or? The church gave us clothes. Okay. The the Catholic church, <clears throat> beautiful churches, beautiful churches. Oh my God! And they spoke French. The masses were said in French. <laughs> Uh, we went to the masses sometimes because we walk a lot because they, we didn't have transportation or a lot of money to get the the bus. All right. There yeah. was buses all the time, but anyway, so <coughs> we stayed there, and the next day or the other day, he took us to the um, Catholic uh, club, Sailors Catholic Club, or Catholic. Catholic clubs, sailors, uh, ca- yeah, sailors and uh, of the uh, Catholic club uh, sailors or something. There's a club there, okay. and uh, there was a wonderful gentleman there that uh, opened the, his arms for us and and gave us food too, uh, made us have breakfast there, and gave us some information and some advice that we should do, like going to the police, going to the police and telling the police what happened. Yeah, because because you were there without the country knowing that you were there at exactly, that point, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then I met, uh, we met a young lady who was working in a factory and a uh, young lady from Quebec, from the place from the city and she was working in a factory and uh, where they made uh, women's clothes and all that lingerie or something like that uh, I don't know if I'm saying right but anyway and uh, Denise what's her name Denise and she approached me and uh, approached Berta but Berta didn't know she talked to me in English the lady and Berta didn't know English, so I told her what she was saying. She offered to take us to the factory and see if we could get a job. That she was working in a factory, and uh, in Montreal. And uh, I said, "Yeah, yes," and but we had to go to the police first, and we did. And then the police interrogated us one at a time and see what everybody said. And everybody said the same thing. Yeah. Because they didn't know. No. And um, the secret police. Then we go to the secret police, and then we go to the Royal Mounted Police. So it's like the Canadian FBI, kind of? Okay. Yeah. And uh, they arrested us as a... 
they had to arrest like officially them. like they had to arrest you but they arrested us yeah. not like Castro would have right <laughs> <coughs> they asked us if we needed money if we needed food if we needed where to stay and they put a blanket when we got in the car they had blankets to put us so we wouldn't be cold Oh, well that that's a nice way to get arrested. <laughs> and they arrested us for 48 hours. Okay. And there was a guy there. But they accepted our and they check if they already checked when we we went back. They knew who our grandparents were. They knew everything. Okay, they had figured everything they out. They told us about us that we hadn't told them. Okay. Not because we are hiding it, because it didn't come. They asked this and we answered it. And then Armando informed them about all the things that Armando, Carlos didn't speak English, but Armando, uh, he took the time and could you believe that when we came to America and we had already moved in our first house that we rented for... Oh, but but when, when you were with the police, you... you no, were... I'm not going to cut there. I'm going to continue with... Okay. Uh, yeah. But I'm telling you that yeah. the chief of the, the secret police... Yes. The chief of the secret police sent us... We exchanged Christmas cards for three or four years after we were in America. We became friends. <laughs> the nicest people, nicest people that you can imagine. No, I'm still in, in the third day of... Okay. of no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Tell me, tell yeah. me. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And so... Um, Finally, uh, we were not arrested, and um, we were looking for... They got sick. I did not. They got sick. The three of them got very sick. They got like a, So they were not uh, looking for jobs. Like a bad f flu or something? Or, mm -hmm. or, or. Bad cold. Right. But I did not. So I was the only one working. <laughs> because they got me. I went to the factory with Denise, and she she introduced me, and I and they knew what happened. And sure, and next day I was working. I see, three days after I was in in Montreal, I was working. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And there were many nationalities there. Many nationalities there. And you hear, yeah, and I got a Greek next to me, a lady, Greek. And she talked to me in Greek, and I said, I said, oh, yeah, 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 uh -huh, yeah. And she didn't speak English. And she was telling me stories, and then when, at four in the afternoon, it was dark completely, and she would show, she said, and, uh, and I say, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she didn't understand what you <laughs> said. <laughs> but she was very nice. But then she, we were ironing. But did, did she figure out that you didn't speak Greek eventually? Of course. <laughs> I told her 
English is an oh no no no. French, I didn't speak French. I said English or French because my my supervisor was talked to me in French, but I didn't know what she was talking about. Well, she said French and Spanish, you know, they have some similarity. Yes. So I understood sometimes what she was talking. Like she said, <coughs> she was telling me to pick up a packet, the the package, that package. But she said, le paquet, le paquet. I said, oh, you want me to take it? Ah, le paquet, le paquet. It was so funny. It was funny. I enjoyed that. And they, they were many, many of the ladies were talk French. All this, they, they took, took English. I mean, they, but there was German ladies. They were from Russia. And they were uh, exiles because uh, when this happened was in the 60s. With Soviet Union. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were people from everywhere in Europe. I don't remember to know anybody from the Netherlands. I don't remember, but maybe there was some. I don't know. Mm. There were a lot of ladies, and many of them were from other countries. I don't. I don't think uh, a lot of people fled the Netherlands in in the last century. Mm. No. I don't think so because already yeah, the Germans were there. Yeah. And you didn't have anything to do with the Russians. No, no. no. Thank God. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dealing with the Germans in yeah. the Second World but War. But these other ladies, yes, many of them had, yeah, were uh, refugees, refugees. Uh -huh. So, you know, I we worked there and then the men started uh, looking for jobs and I, I talked to the uh, to the principal of the factory, the, the main, the one I saw every day, uh, one of the owners or something, and I said, he said, do you? And they asked me, do you do you know a boy who wants a job to go to the bank? And he, I said, yeah, I know a boy. They said, who is it? My husband. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, okay, tell him to come and see me. And uh, how old is he? I said, well, he is uh, 30 something. I mean, he was, uh, yeah, I was 37 here, so he's, he was uh, 79 years old. And uh, I said, uh, he speaks English. And, oh, yeah, but they tell him to see me. And they gave him the job. They gave him a job, and he used to go to the bank. And uh, they called him. Uh, they knew the story, because Armando told them the story. And we had escaped, all that. Armando made friends, like, you know, he was a people's person too. Oh. <laughs> he would love to talk to you. Oh, he would, he would love that. He would have loved to. And uh, uh, he used to go to the bank, and also he, and they asked him if he could build a, some something on the on the wall that if he knew some he was something about carpent to be a car, carpenter and do something, and he said, "Oh yeah, he didn't never had done it, but he did it." <laughs> <laughs> 
He never had done that, but he did it. <laughs> he said yes. Yes, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Uh, and, uh, and then he, <clears throat> he was paid a lot more than we were paid. Okay. He was paid uh, 97, 90 cents an hour. Okay. 90 cents an hour. In those days, 90 cents an hour. And uh, I was paid uh, 65 cents an hour. A lot of money. Yeah. But? It was it was enough to uh, it was it was honest work. We ate was, every day. It was enough to yeah. To we f- ate every day. We ate every day. And the church uh, asked us if we had food, if we had them. they uh, and we said no, we don't need we don't need we are we are working. Amanda was working, I was working uh, Berta no. Berta didn't work. I took her a couple of days but she started crying, she said they were laughing at her. No, why do you say they're laughing at you? But she she was very shy. She never had work. Mm. She had never worked. I mean, she was a señorita. The, <laughs> the, no, and she she came from a very rich family in Camagüey. Then she she married Carlos, and Carlos was the manager of the other ranch. But they make good money, mm. so she never worked. Oh yeah. And she, she was a beautiful woman, beautiful, beautiful, blue-eyed and blonde and blue-eyed, beautiful. But uh, not, uh, not, not. Uh, but she couldn't work, so. No. That I mean, uh, that that's really amazing to me that you you just escape your country and then three days later you're already working. Wow, that's. Uh, that's uh, this old woman here. Very respectable. Is, well, this old woman here, when we came to the Cairo, Armando started working three days after because he had already a job waiting for him. Okay. That's another story. <laughs> Mr. Lee, we met him in Cuba during the Second World War. Anyway, but he sent a job contract to, to, uh, to the embassy, to the, uh, to, to, uh, where were uh, we were, we were in, in Canada. We were in Canada. Yeah. He yeah. sent a job contract so we could enter with a visa. Okay. And we did. Amanda started working three days after we were in the Cato. So, so how much time did you spend in Canada in total? Three months. Three months, okay. And then, then you, you came down to uh, to Decatur, Alabama. To Decatur. No, we went to Florida, Florida, Florida to pick up the children. Ah, okay. They were in Plant City. <laughs> and how long hadn't you yeah. seen each other? Huh? How, how long hadn't you seen each other? To exactly two years. To the day. Two years with uh, the same day that we escaped from, we got in the ship, the same day we entered Champlain, New York, to America. Wow. Two years. Wow. So when you saw each other, that must have been... Uh, just uh, just amazing, right? Amazing. But what I'm saying, you know, what a coincidence. Yeah. February, February the 6th, I think. February 6th. February 2nd. February 2nd. I'm confused with the date sometimes. 
uh, February the second, uh, nineteen sixty-one. They left February this. February the second, nineteen sixty-three. We came. Mm. And February the. This February, and then uh, in '64 is when we came to. We stayed in. We stayed in Plant City a few weeks, and they wanted us to stay there. No, '64, '64. They came in '62, and we came '64. Okay. Anyway, um, they wanted. Uh, us to stay in Florida because they were starting the the factory again. Yeah. And they wanted Armando to, but he said, no, no, no. I'm going to Decatur, Alabama. Mr. Lee sent me the job contract, and I'm going to 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 do that. He's going to honor that. Now, yeah. if we don't like it and we decide, we'll come back. They're still waiting for us. We never did. <laughs> we went to visit, but no, we were we loved Decatur. Yeah, we loved Decatur, Alabama. The it was like they were they opened their arms everybody when we got to Decatur. The people were it's unbelievable, unbelievable what we got in Decatur. And when Carmen was born, that was unbelievable. There were people crazy about the baby. <laughs> the bank, everywhere. Armando came every day full of gifts for the baby. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't want, I mean, we didn't, we didn't need it. I mean, we were working. And, but anyway, I went out again. But anyway, uh, we so, were, where were we? <laughs> you, so you, you, uh, <laughs> you went. You went to uh, Decatur to, for to to go to uh, work for uh, Armando. Went to work for oh, Mr. Went Lee. Went to work for Mr. Lee yeah. to wholesome bread. It's a it's a wholesome bakery. bread bakery. Wholesome bread bakery. He made donuts. He made the bread for McDonald's. No, no, no. He made he he cooked. Oh, donuts, donuts. donuts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Donuts, and he took all the chips that anybody. Didn't show he, he would, would just take it. Work as much Sometimes he worked seventeen hours a day. Oh wow. And he, he didn't have a car. We didn't have a car. He walked with his snow, he walked and he had a bad cold. I made him go to the doctor. Had to hmm. make him go to the doctor. And but did you have a house here then? Or? Yes. There were a couple here that she had been my teacher in Cuba, in Camagüey, when I was eight years old. Really? And they were already here. Oh, wow. <laughs> was was that a coincidence, or, or was this part of the plan? No, no, coincidence. <laughs> the good Lord arranged for us that. <laughs> and, they were, and she went to, to wait for me. And she went to wait for me, and Mrs. Lee went to wait for us, for us, for us. Not for me, for us. And Mrs. Lee, uh, and a teacher from high school uh, that wanted to meet us, 
They went to the bus station because we came through the buses, uh, bus from Cloud City. Mm-hmm. And uh, we arrived in Decatur with uh, 11 cents. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's not a whole lot. <laughs> but they were waiting for us. We had we had a ro- two rooms in the house of the, my former teacher, one for the kids and one for us. They fed us for weeks until Armando got his first check. Then we started buying groceries for us. Then we started looking for, uh, for a house to rent. Mr. Lee knew where the good neighborhoods were, but we couldn't pay a lot. But, but he found a wonderful neighborhood and the house was perfect. And we had the first house that we, that we rented was in Gordon Drive, across the park and across the high school and close to Maria's, high, Maria's school because she was nine years old when she came here. Oh. And Amanda was 12. And uh, <clears throat> as I said, uh, Decatur was absolute. Then they started bringing furniture within us, furniture, used furniture from here, from there. They, they've, they gave us all the furniture that we had in the house belong, had belonged to people that gave us the furniture. Uh, people were just super kind. Just, uh, and the uh, way that Mr. Lee knew uh, where we were and how we were and what happened was through the teacher because they, uh, they had it happened that they came to Decatur uh, because they had some family here mm-hmm. from Camaway too. They were from Camaway, we were quite a few. And uh, so when they came from Panama, because they had gone to Panama, they exiled in Panama first. But they didn't like the schools there. And they wanted the children to be here. And learning English and all that. But Panama was good to them too. But you know, they they didn't want to stay there. And I I know. And so Mr. Alvarez got a job with Mr. Lee. When he came to the Cairo, somebody said, And I want to take you to Wholesome Bread and they are they wanted they might hire you and he went and Mr. Mr. Lee, I said, where are you from? And he said, from Cuba. He said, what part of Cuba? And he said, come away. He said, you are from come away. Oh, my goodness, I stayed there when the Second World War, and I knew the Valls family. Valls is my, my maiden name, oh. my father's name. And the Valls family, and, uh, in, and Mr. Alvarez said, well, Margarita was my wife's. Uh, uh, a student when when she was eight years old. Wow. <laughs> so he got the address and gave it to Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee wrote a letter and said, if you ever leave Cuba, he didn't talk about Fidel, he didn't talk about us, only, if you ever leave Cuba, uh, 
give your to Armando. And he didn't know Armando because uh, when uh, we met him, he uh, I was 14 or 15, but my teacher, my English teacher, took him and other boys to practice English with me. Asked permission to my father. And my father said, if you bring them, it's because you know they are decent people. And oh, yes, they are first class. And they were. And they were older. And they, they, and he played the piano. Mr. Lee played the piano very well. Mm. And he loved to hear the Cuban songs. And I used to sing and play. I can't sing now. But I used to sing and play. And he, he enjoyed that. And my mama used to make a very nice ice cream that he was still talking about it. Then he came to, uh, to America after the, the war, came back to his country and went to school and met the, the person that was going to be his wife. And when I, we called him from Montreal, we called him from Montreal because he sent the telephone number to the letter that he had sent to Cuba. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I called him because Armando knew who he was, but we were not married when uh, we were not even engaged. We were friends. Uh, but he didn't know about <laughs> He knew about Mr. Lee because I had told him that he played piano, but he didn't know. He never met him. and. Uh, so I said, I called and said, John, this is Margarita Valls. He said, he, what? Margarita, where are you? Where are you? Kitty, 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 come here. This is Margarita Valls on the phone. And uh, she's in, uh, they told her, and she came and, and she talked to me like she knew me. Mm. And it's because he had told the stories of Cuba. Okay. Because he loved Cuba. He loved Camagüey. Uh, he met, uh, uh, he was very educated and uh, he was very conservative. And Camagüey was very conservative. Very conservative and very educated. And he knew those families, the Betancourts, the, 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 and the, 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 I told him, my husband is here, he wants to talk to us. Yes, I want to talk to him. He knew the name then, Armando. Yes, sure. And uh, they talk, and, and then they send, he sent the, uh, the work contract to Armando. <laughs> and they were, they were here working and, and living in... And in then I started teaching because... <coughs> I started playing, oh, and that's another story. I didn't have a guitar, of course. Oh, I finished the song in Canada. Okay. I finished the song in Canada. But you wrote it without a guitar. Like you, you wrote it just on paper. Hmm. Well, I wrote the words and part of the, this, the, but then they lent me a guitar in Canada. But it was not a classical, but I, I could write some notes, simple notes, okay. and a uh, chorus and simple notes, and uh, I even sang it in the in the Spaniard. We met some Spaniards in 
in Canada and we moved in their house after we were with the with the Greek. Mm-hmm. They let us uh, they they live in a big house and they they live downstairs and they had two rooms up there and they let us uh, rent. So we were talking about um I had not talked to you about the Spanish though. So. We were in Montreal. Oh, this is Montreal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter, Maria, said, Mommy, focus. <laughs> you, get, you get out. Focus. And Carmen said, Mommy, focus. <laughs> you don't get it. And we were talking about that yesterday. And she said, Mother, you have to be careful. Focus. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know. I know. No, but I mean, we're, we're doing great. I mean, we've been talking for um, for... Uh, two hours, two and a half hours almost. <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half hours almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. I love it. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, we can keep talking if you want. If, well, uh, uh, I, I always wanted to hear the story, and now now I'm. Yeah, now I'm, it's it's. Well, it's, it's amazing. You. You know? I, I really really appreciate it uh, because it's for me it is wonderful when I hear say this story because I want to I want to. It, it's uh, yeah, I really and appreciate it. And I I have a very short, like a half an hour, only the story of the escape, and I have misplaced it with all this. Uh, but of course, I had it in English for the schools. Mm. Because when they call me from the schools, they say, I say, how long do I have? Say, half an hour. Mm. And so I had it just condensed, condensed, but good. Yeah, but But, I I like the context around it, like the, you know. mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you have a very lot of... (laughs) 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 The the lot that Maria had told me not to do, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's it's great, you know. but we have so much more to talk about because you have quite a story here in America too, you know, where, where you, uh, I mean, you, with, with your guitar playing and, and, oh, and you, you have, you, you, how many records did you, uh, you, you had a no, music contract? No, I have contract one with, record, one record, officially one, but I had several. With, with when Sony, I worked right? at Calhoun yeah. and before. I had uh, I did recordings too, and at Cajon I have lots of recordings. Cajon and the guitar ensemble I don't know how many, and uh, also myself I had um, I had a studio in Decatur that they are not anymore, but I had several several CDs I made there myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, there's one CD that's that's actually published under Sony, right? Sony B, BMG was was that the label that that picked it up and put it out? Sony. I, I remember you giving me a CD, like a, like an, an an album that was actually, you know, a, a, from from like a major record label. That's really? Uh, yeah. I don't remember now. <laughs> I I don't remember now. Uh, Sony, oh. or it was it was some big label. Well, the label, the big label, a uh, tune is this. The big label is tune. Okay. Uh, because that was in the most shows. 
Mm. And the most shows in this country is where the, in the past, uh, or maybe still they do, big stars went. Yeah. And they went uh, without uh, saying where they were because nobody would bother them. <laughs> but they, they uh, flew to most shows or to, uh, close to most shows or, or to Nashville or whatever. And uh, most of the shows is in Alabama, yeah. but, but it's a big, it's a big thing. And my the person who uh, wanted me to do this, he was in the music business, and uh, he paid for it uh, because I could never pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I want you to read the English when you can, when you want. I brought it so you can read what the what it says there. Okay because it might help you to understand better why uh, I made a career here. And this uh, was played for years in Tampa. In Washington, the Radio, Radio Marti, Radio Marti, Marti was one of our patriotics, our main patriot, Marti and Jose Martí. So your recording was played on the radio all over? No, Jose Martí was the main patriotic person that is in Cuba, talked about Jose Martí. But yes, but uh, Radio Martí was in honor of Jose Martí. It was in, in Washington. I don't know if it still is, I don't know. All the years that the Fidel was there since he, they started Radio Martí and they did news there and for Cuba. And I sent my my CD to Radio Martí, no, one of the albums. And they sent me a letter that they were going to play it such a day and such a time. Mm-hmm. And they did. And they sent me a nice letter, very nice letter that I keep. And I was very honored that they did that. And they, they put the whole album there that day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, the radio in, uh, not in Tampa, in, yeah, in Tampa, for several years, five or six years, they were playing. One of the things they played was my album. And in Miami, too. And they interviewed me in Miami, too. But they played it in uh, in the in Scandinavia Peninsula. Really? Because they love Latin music in in Sweden. That's what I was told. But a person who lived in in Sweden married to a Swedish. Am I saying right? Swedish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she was a Latin American lady, but married to a Swedish. And she told me, his sister came and visited some friends of ours. And she told me that they love Latin music. <clears throat> and they love strong coffee in Sweden. In those days, I'm talking about 25 years ago or something like that, mm-hmm. that she came. And uh, so I received, one day I received a, uh, a letter with some money from BMI, 
Oh, BMI, that was it. Yeah, that, that was that was what I was looking for. Oh, that's what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BMI. Yeah, yeah. I was a member of BMI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not now because I quit uh, California. But that, that has nothing to do with California. I mean, I could be mm -hmm. if I wanted to, but I, I'm not now. But a BMI, and BMI sent me some money for the. Um, what they pay. Uh, like the royalties. Yeah, the royalties. So you got some money from Sweden all of a sudden. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I got it from here, but Sweden, but Sweden has, it, yeah. yeah. And I called, I said, there must be a mistake here. <laughs> because I received this amount of money. And no, it wasn't much, and $97 or something like that. And they said, I said, but I think that this might belong to my the person who paid for this. And, and, and I told them who was, I said, no, ma'am, that is yours. Uh, that is yours, no. Uh, that's your royalty, see. Okay. <laughs> the only royalty I got. Because what happened, what I think happened, the person, the, the, the person or the company who pays for when you do, is when you record mm -hmm. and they pay, I think they receive some money. Yeah, I think the label gets money, but the artist gets money too. Yeah, yeah. but I never got it. That's the only one I, I got. Well, still cool. <laughs> Probably. But I was uh, very... I was very grateful to him. Oh, is, is, um, is your music on Spotify? Do you know that? Is, is it on the, on the... It has been. It has been... Um, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it is or not. Okay. But it has been before, several times, some of my music and also information about myself. Not that I did it. Some of my former students and people I knew through the years put, put me in that. But I don't think it's now. Hmm. All right, we'll, we'll see if we can... Uh, can uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then... Uh, and my name, yeah. uh, excuse me for interrupting, in my name, uh, musically, uh, is also Margot Valls. Margot Valls. Margot Valls, because I am Margarita Valls de Quesada. Okay. That's my name, my full name, but Margot yeah, Valls. I'll uh, look at the album, but we're all yeah, wired yeah, up now. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Margot Valls, uh, Margot Valls and her guitar. Hmm. Uh, see. Yeah, that, I have a lot of CDs like that. And Margot Valls and her guitar. Okay. <laughs> I, I got the, the CD at home, uh, Alexandra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gave it to me. It was uh, well, really nice. I wrote uh, that song when she was three or four years old. Mm. Because my grandmother wrote the song for me, Margarita. And I was trying to remember the, the words because it's in Cuba. I mean, I couldn't. And I lost all her music. She was She composed about 200 pieces. And big piece and for orchestra. You know, mm. She was a piano. My grandmother, my Catalonian grandmother, was a concert pianist in Barcelona. Oh wow! And her sister was. 
And when they, she, they settled down in Cuba, for family reasons, uh, and they love it. Uh, she did, uh, she, they moved constantly because my grandfather was a commander in the, he had the two nationalities, my grandfather. He had the Spanish, and he was born in Spain, but he had the, the, national, the Cuban nationality too. Mm. And uh, he uh, went to the, uh, to the military academy or school, and then when he get out, got out, uh, they moved him constantly. So they, the family had to move, and everywhere they moved, my grandmother would have the student, piano students, <laughs> and he put up parts of operators, sections of operators. Mm. You know what an operator is. Like in, in an orchestra, I mean, or, or no, operetta is like not. It's not like the opera. The opera is all singing. Okay. But operetta it has some speaking and some singing. It's simpler than the opera. Okay. A little simpler, but not. But it's important, and that she put parts of operators sections. And uh, she talked piano, and that's why my, my mama and my dad met, because my dad was her son, but my mom was taking piano from her. Okay, so it's a very musical family. Very musical yeah. family. Yeah. And you you brought the classical guitar to this part of America. Yes, that's I did. Uh, to this, I brought the classical guitar to the to Morgan County. <laughs> They they didn't know what. Yeah, I, rem I remember telling you that, t telling me that that uh, there was no classical guitar at all in this area. And you, um, how many students did you? Uh, oh, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. Because I taught I taught ten years before they called me from Calhoun. Mm -hmm. I taught privately <coughs> ten years, and I there were weeks I had fifteen or twenty students. And you, you got like, um, like a, an award for that, right? Of your, your lifetime? I have several awards for that. Which, which ones are they? From Calhoun uh, for doing this and for doing that. And uh, I, I can show it to you if we have time before you go. Yeah. Before you and Alexandra go, maybe when you come back from... I, I have it ready. I have it in a box. Yeah. I can show it to you. And I have some from Guatemala and Mexico. And uh, when we went in, uh, uh, when we went, we, I went with Calhoun as a guitarist and as a translator uh, when they went on concert, mm -hmm. the chorale. We had a wonderful chorale at Calhoun. Wonderful chorale. And we had the most the, delightful trips Hmm. Outside of the country. Okay. Yeah, and I got yes, I got some. But also here in the states, right? Got, oh yeah. Got, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got some. What was the what was the organization or the association again that that? Uh, the for several like uh, I got there. I got from the 
uh, I got I brought a picture from one of my my See if I can grab it. <coughs> I got yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. I brought just very little. No, that's. Uh, but this is. I brought this because well, he and I escaped together. Yes. And he's my husband, my dear husband. And I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> I love him. I still love him a lot. And I brought this because this is another part of my life that I did every year, played for the celebration of the arts and mine. Okay. Every year I played for 12 or 13 or 14 years. And I look like this. I look a little better than I look now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, of course, uh, 30, 39 years in Cajun. And I, uh, and, and this is what they wrote here in Spanish, Spanish and English, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to get it, one of the CDs, but I have the original CDs. I don't know if I have one, but I had arranged another CD that has uh, other songs and some of these. But some of these songs are originals. So this is this is what it says. Mm -hmm. The heartwarming interpretation mm -hmm. and the talented voice of Margot Falls refreshes the fondest of memories mm -hmm. as you listen and enjoy such favorites in this album, such as... Mm -hmm. I'm going to botch these Spanish names. Quereme mucho. Quereme mucho, sí. Vaya con Dios. Vaya con Dios. Besame mucho. Bésame mucho. Bésame, bésame mucho. Yeah. Estrella Fugaz. Uh -huh. yeah. And Cuando Fuelva uh -huh. a tu lado. Cuando vuelva a tu lado, sí. Okay. Cuando vuelva a tu lado. Margot is also a very talented composer. Upon leaving her homeland, Cuba, she composed Adios, in which she expresses <laughs> so much sadness, compassion, and hope not only in her writing, but also in her presentation and her recording. Mm -hmm. The respect that Margot has for these great melodies put together with the undeniable musical ability has not only made this project a labor of love, but it has also produced one of the finest albums. Margot also pays tribute to the, magic, to the magical name of Lusuwanda. Luce, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lisuunda. Lecuona. Lecuona. Ernesto Lecuona was one of the, the most outstanding composers. But this is a nephew. The one I, I sang here is the, nef, the nephew of the outstanding one. Okay. That he used to live here and was professor at Calhoun for many years. Well, I'm. Uh... Yeah. See? Margo Valls and her guitar. Alright. I'm gonna give this a good listen after this uh, interview. Okay. I think <laughs> it did. yeah, should have been. Is, the, is this your um yeah hmm? th th this is like a private release, right? Is it uh, it You can you can listen to it, yeah. Yeah. No uh, do I, you I, have I, a way to listen to it? Yeah, I've I've got a record I I've got a record got player a record somewhere. Yeah. Oh you do? Yeah. Uh, at home. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, well if, but if we, if um, take it, is is oh thank you. 
Uh, that was the only one I have. You can take it. Really? Yeah. The but only is, one is, there, is there a CD of this also? No, it's, uh, it's just a record. Yeah. It's the only record of this. The only I have left. Oh, wow. But I don't mind you taking it. Oh. I've, I've, mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I will, uh, I will uh, cherish this. I, will, I, will, I wouldn't uh, give it to anybody else, but to you. Thank you. That's that's, a, that's an honor. <laughs> I would, and of course, it, I would like to have a copy. Yes. Of this, because I will. I will see if I can um, make this digital and see if I oh, can okay. can also and you keep it preserve it. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe yeah. Uh, because if this is the only if this the is only the last one, one left, so the only one I have. Yeah. Left, uh, because there were many, but they they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, well, for for now this is a good note. Yeah, well, to end I on. think it as uh, yeah. If uh, you I could be talking until tonight at <laughs> 8 because there is a lot a lot and I am a talker. <laughs> I am a talker. I talk too much. No, it's now, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, we uh, yeah, I mean if if we it would be great to do this again if we have another opportunity because I think you have a lot more to say, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really always just enjoy uh, talking to you and getting your thank you. view on things. And, thank you, and, thank you. And well, I think it's I, important for people well, to know how terrible communism is and, and yeah, that, it's, that well, it's a horrible thing and that, I that we should I appreciate your interest and uh, your job today. I really do and listening to me, and I apologize for the uh, non-focus. No, <laughs> please don't <laughs> my, apologize. My daughters are going to say, Mama, I told you, focus. <laughs> focus. Maria, Maria was telling me last night, Mama, write down this and this and this and this. <laughs> and don't get out. Because <laughs> you, you get out sometimes. Um, I don't know if you... I brought this. I don't know if you would like to have picture of it. Yeah. Child. Yes, please. Yeah. And if if it's okay with you, when when I put this out, is it, is it okay if I put these pictures in in yeah. there too? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. I, I want you to, okay. because I wanted you to, to see me in other. Well, I got a lot more, but. But, but if, you I, have, if you have pictures from uh, from Cuba, that would be great too. Oh, I have beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I have books with beautiful pictures. Okay. Beautiful. Well, be, before we leave, I, we, I should yes. just come by oh, and, and just please. I'll just take a picture of a picture. Oh then, no! Yeah. Or, or you take, uh, yeah. well, the book no, because that will you got one, and it costs you money. But uh, it costs you money the, if you over overgo with the weight and all that stuff but but we can uh, take uh, even pages of something oh, that no, that's, I have that's not okay and oh. uh, mm-hmm. this you. is the o- this is also the only one I have and these are the only ones I have but I thought um, no I have this I have a smaller and I can make another one okay this is the only one I have and it says back here okay this is my celebration of the RC. Yes. And uh, huh? great. All right, well. Um, and I have a lot more. A lot more. It's just finding. Yes. No, I got it. I got. It. I. Got it. I'm finding a lot of stuff. Finally, 
But when they were going to honor me, or that I, I, I say, but why? You know, no, I just, what have I done that? But when they were going to honor me, they asked for a lot of things that they needed to look and then decide. And uh, it, got, it took me a long time because I had moved twice in three years. Right. And there are things I couldn't find. And then I found things that I should have had, but they, they said they had enough. They had enough. So the the awards that that are in at your house that are like at the um, at the little table, um, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- what were those? Like, I'm, I'm tr- yeah. What was the name of those? Uh? Uh, well, one he gave it to me one when I retire, the day I retire, they gave it to me, and the my, one of my bosses in fine arts. No, the boss in fine arts, the chair of the fine arts. And uh, we cried together. <laughs> he gave me a hug and gave me that. And, and, the, and the medal, the medal, you didn't see it. Yeah. It's there, hanging there, a medal. And they put Margarita. No Margarita, but Margarita. But he misspelled it. In the, in the pretty oh. place. And it, you know, <laughs> but I didn't notice it. Had I noticed it that day... I would have to return it, and they would have sent it back. But then I, I didn't notice it. <laughs> but they say, I know my name, and thank you for your service to Calhoun uh, for so many years. And that's an honor. I mean, you know, how could I... This old refugee, Cuban <laughs> refugee, coming to this country and, and, and have those honors. Just think about it, put, put it in my place. I just don't know what to say, you know. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't feel. And I don't tell people. No, no. yeah, you're, you're modest. No, I, I, don't, I don't. Many, many, many of my friends don't know that I had mm. that from the DAR. The DAR goes back to the 1700s. Daughters of the American Revolution, and it was 1700s when the American Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw that certificate, and, and it had the autograph of the yeah. President of the United States. Well, and the Vice President that, that of the United States on it. Yeah, on the side. That, yeah. And I have some of those that I, I don't put. I don't put it. Well, I think I think uh, you yeah. are you are exactly what makes this country great. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and well, I, you know, like uh, like you said, you know, you just come come from well, another country. You, just, you work three days after yeah, you, you yeah. arrive. Well, you know, I am a, a proud American, mm. and I feel for Cuba because that was my country, and I cry when I left. And I have written other songs regarding the that, but. This is my country now, and I am a proud American. I am proud to be. And not because America is perfect, no country is perfect, but I think this is a great country. And there are people who don't want to make it great, but there are people we want to make it great, the ones like me. 
kind of misses nobody, but no. I am a problem in it. And on that note, I think we and should I, end. Huh? And I think on that note, I think we should end. I think that's that's a, that's and a beautiful I am, final. Say. I tell my grandchildren always, love your country, because I have the experience of losing my country, and that was not fun. Mm. And I love my Cuba. I did. But don't you want to go back to Cuba? To see what? To see the... That's not Cuba. That is not Cuba. The Cuba I was born and raised and lived and got married and had my children. My only children, Carmen, was born here. But that's not Cuba. Mm. That's a... And I, I remember uh, when, when I first met you in 2012, I remember you saying like, yeah, I want to I wanna stick around. I want to live longer than Castro. And when he died, that was, I remember telling you, you were like, yes, like I survived, well, I I survived that a, bastard. I, I forgot to bring you, I'm <laughs> sure you can read it. I have an article that the paper, they interviewed me when Castro Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got it, I, I got it here, I hope. Uh, Maybe if we have that much show it to you, it's, you can read it in 10 minutes. I mean, it's yeah. not a big deal, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't dance because they were dancing in Miami. But I know I didn't dance. I, I don't believe in that, mm-hmm. in dancing. But I didn't cry either. No. 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 <laughs> he was a bad guy. Murderer. Yeah. Murder- he and his brother and Che Guevara. Yeah. Murderers. Evil people. Evil people. Yeah. And, and, that, and it makes me it makes me so angry when I see people walk around with the Che Guevara shirts like you're just it's so ignorant. And I said, Do you know what what that is? Oh he was a revolutionary, you know, he was a murderer. Yeah. And I know it because in my country he he's responsible for twenty thousand yeah. people. He and, and the other two. Yeah. Anyway, well, I have really thoroughly enjoyed. I did too. Yeah, we uh, believe it or not, we uh, we talked uh, for for almost three hours. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this. This this was this was, no, this was truly I an, thank an, you an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. Do I have? Do you have my picture all the time? Yes, yeah, oh, I mean, oh, it, it's oh. recording. I, no, I mean, I'm the, the talking about the, when we were talking. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been videoing the whole time, oh, so okay. so I, unless the battery has, has gone, <laughs> gone down. <laughs> I so didn't be, want to be, uh, I didn't tell you, <coughs> excuse me, but I didn't want to make rules, you know, <coughs> but um, I, I'm so old and ugly now. <laughs> <coughs> I want an ugly old lady to be in the picture. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> <coughs> uh, not that I was beautiful ever, but the other, the others look better. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well then, I think uh, I think that's it. Well. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I wrote here a lot of stuff um, when I was in Germantown. And uh, I was I was planning to have written here uh, the order of 
what we were going to talk, but I never did. Maria told me, Mommy, you need to write. Say, yeah, I will, but I never did. But, but I wrote here, I was so angry when well, I heard uh, Sanders, <coughs> Bernie Sanders, talking about Fidel Castro. Do you hear that? He's an idiot. Do you hear that? Yeah, I, I read something about it. Today just, I have just seen and heard it's insane that on TV praising, yeah, praising Fidel Castro it's, it's and his fatal regime in Cuba. It's, it's disgusting. I, I wrote yeah. this here. Huh? Yeah. Ah. Ah. It's really disgusting. I said, the young and prosperous Republic of Cuba since 1902 was not perfect, but very promising, even when at times we did not have the honest. Uh, well, you know, that's, that's like saying, well, you know, and Hitler built some, nice, uh, built some nice highways and the trains ran yeah. on time when Stalin was, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, uh, oh no! They show. He showed the other day. He talked about Lenin and all that stuff. Hmm. He, he, or his uh, followers. I don't remember. Uh, and I was. I got so angry, yeah. and I turned off the TV. I said, "I don't want to see this." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, well, yeah. I'm going to go back, and yes. I think you. I'll see you tonight. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be here f until tomorrow. So, all right. I think uh, let's see. Let's stop the recording. And um, thanks again for doing this. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, to scenes. So you are my producer now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wonderful. <sighs> wonderful. 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 Microphone. Oh yeah. Yes. There we go. All right, thank you everybody for listening to the to the program. And wow, what a story, eh? Three hours, and there's uh, there was only a tiny little bit of um, of all the stories I've heard. I mean, uh, what a life, what a person, very impressive. Anyway, go to Amazon through the button that's on our website to give us a little kickback on every purchase you make there. Go to Anna.com and use the promo code Polarizer. Spelled as a show, P-O-L-A-R-I-Z-E-R, to get up to 10% off your total order. And check out the Alert Allergy app. That's A-L-L-E-R-T, spelled with a double L for food allergies on the iOS App Store. And sign up for the newsletter on thepolarizer.com to never miss an episode. I'll just send you an email every time a new episode comes out. And uh, that's, uh, that's it, man. And thanks again for listening, and to uh, take this show home, here's Adios by Margot Valls de Casada. Yo no sé cuándo volveré 
las tierras moriré con tus verdes palmeras y tu cielo azul soñaré y al arroyo de un dulce recuerdo quizás viviré Oh. 